What's up, people? You are tuned into the Feelings First Facts Later podcast with Nathan Mitchell and Christina. Hey. And today is a special episode. It is. It is. It is for two reasons. Uh-huh. Reason number one. It's episode 48. Oh, yes. Right? Right, right, right. So we're that much closer to yes. episode 50, which is... It's a big deal. Big milestone. Can't wait. Can't wait. But this is our first episode where we have guests. Yes. We do. And I have no clue how I'm going to intro them. (laughs) (laughs) We've only talked about them like mad time. Uh, Yes. Yes. And here they are. So for all of the listeners out there that have listened to previous episodes where Mm -hmm. we have mentioned the magical people that we would love to sit down and have conversations Mm -hmm. with. They're here. They're here. They're here. So without further ado, Joshua and Shay. Yay! Yay. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you Hi. so much. Oh my goodness. I just realized we're your first guest too. Yes. Like I yeah. knew it, but I Who just realized that have been? Yeah. I've been asking for this since basically the day I met you. I was like, oh, I you're do in a remember podcast? that. Yeah. This is uh, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do this. Yeah. But life has its way of just Listen. making things happen where we just couldn't make it happen. Yeah, well, we were supposed right? to be on episode 48. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like numerology, if there's some sort of. I was going thing through it. In forty, yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying to do it. Yeah. The whole oh, thing yeah, with yeah, numbers yeah. is you just mm-hmm. keep working tribal, with it. Tribal, twelve three tribal. Yeah, we have a whole tribe here. You'll find it. <laughs> mm-hmm. There it is. It. There it is. But this is gonna be a fun episode because yeah. uh, this is gonna be something new for all of us. Mm-hmm. You two. This is your first time on mic like this. Yeah, I've never yeah. ever been on a podcast before. All right. All right. I've listened to many. But uh, no, first time. All right. So we're, we're popping that cherry. And this is the first time we've done something where it's something other than just two people. Just us. Going back and forth. Which yeah. is funny that you say that because we haven't, I, I have to confess, I wish I listened to all of them, but I haven't. I've only listened to a you few. You don't need to listen to all of them. I mean, I, but like as a it's friend, like I aim to, it's just yeah, a matter yeah. of like time management. But whenever I have listened, I'm like, you want to chime yes. in? Yes. I'm like, yeah, I want. Yeah. I'm like, where do I comment? At least you can just read the comments and then talk to me. I'm like, no, this was recorded weeks ago. Like, so <laughs> yeah. selfishly, that's another. It great was certainly to be my here, biggest right? struggle. Like, I got into about three or four episodes, and every time I had to like stop. I'm like, no, I want to have a conversation. I'm just so used to having that conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. with you guys all the time that I'm. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and I just I I'm driving and just listening. I'm like, oh yeah, I like that point. Oh, but this, but this, but this. Yeah. I just like I need to get down with these guys. I got to sit down. Like, yeah. We don't need mics. We just need to talk about this. I got to bring Which up this we point. We do. For this yeah, point yeah, this yeah. episode. Yeah, I love it. But the beauty of it is, is we we're so in the moment whenever we speak. Mm-hmm. After it's done, like I people have to remind me what we talked about. Yeah, yeah. it like disappears each episode. Yeah, right? it's like oh yeah, you you spoke about this. Like I spoke about that. Like, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, it's like I wasn't mm-hmm. there for the conversation mm-hmm. sometimes. Right. And that's yeah. how it is when I do the edits. When I do the edits, it's like, oh, yeah. I completely forgot that we said uh-huh. this. And I made, and, and then I find myself trying to add to yeah. what <laughs> I've already said or respond to some yeah, of the things I said. Yeah. Because sometimes I, my mind might change about how I feel about yeah. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you forgot to say something. Right, right, right. Yeah. But every now and again, like, I'll... I'll listen to myself and I'll go, you know what? I actually feel this way about it now. Mm-hmm. And I guess it just comes with just it's kind of being like, in the moment. Almost like uh, journaling. Like it's a way for mm-hmm. you to go back and see how you felt about it at mm-hmm. a specific time. Right. 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 Because I imagine with anything, I mean, especially if you're someone that's 
taking in the world like you should, or at least the way I think you should, you shouldn't just be rigid and just be stuck in one way about a particular topic or a particular mm-hmm. idea. Your idea should be able to change with your perception, right? Well, that's what I find so generous about anyone who would create a podcast and share it because I it just I connected it when I was like, it's like journaling because we have a joke that like I definitely journal my ass off my whole life, but I, after a period of time, will burn them. I have very few that I've kept. Really? And then, because for me, I'm like, I don't want to be captured. I don't want any, it's not for anyone but me. Mm-hmm. So And they're there. I have journals, like, mm-hmm. that I write to Isaac, that I write to Mila. I have yeah. one that I write to you, too. I don't remember if we discussed it. We did not. Um, <laughs> now you know. I think we did, and I, like, confessed a drunk one time, and then I was like, maybe he won't remember, but I just blew it. But anyways, <laughs> but I feel like, I don't know. I've had lots of people be like, we should do a podcast. You should do a podcast. And I'm like, I don't want to be captured. <laughs> I want you to be able to know exactly how I felt right. and then play it and then play it for people I don't even know. Yeah. So I honor that you guys do this because it is a gift and it's very generous of you. I love it's it. that fire spirit about you, girl. That's all it is. Everything's got to burn up and be ethereal. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's got to transform. It's what you're saying. Like that transformation is just going to happen. So like having the connection, I, I like, you know, I write journals and I've kept a couple. Some we don't need to mention. They're terrible, and I should burn for sure. They're on the pile tonight. Um, but most of them are like they capture exactly where I was, what I was thinking, how it was. And it's good reference because you, I always found the cycles. And I think even with podcasts, like it, 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 any conversation, you end up having that same rhetoric, that same cycle again. But it's that turning the gem. Like every time you turn it over, you hear that same thought. And you're like, oh, wait a minute, but I didn't get this angle from it. journaling does the same thing you read that thing you see that thing but this is a good spot for for just turning the gem because Mm -hmm. it's it's out there well not yet but it will will be be. out there similar to like what we were saying before you started like this is a thing that i'm not saying is like right or wrong or even a way that i always have to be it's similar in that i'm like it's a little bit I don't want I don't want to admit immature but it's a little bit immature of me to not be willing to be captured by a camera or a mic or a piece of paper. So, it's it's like a good learning edge to yeah. be like it's growth. It's okay for people to know what I think yeah. beyond the live people in the room. Right. I don't have to be a complete phantom. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what though, it, there should be some responsibility held to the listener as well. So anyone that's listening that thinks, oh, this is his idea, and then three, four, five, ten episodes later, I might have a different approach to that or a different way of looking at it, which would kind of contradict what I said before. Anyone that would just go, but you said this, and da, 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 like that's the listener should understand that as human beings, your ideals on everything changes as you're bringing more things in. Unless you and don't I, change, unless you're that type of unless person. Unless you're that type right? of person. But you, I, I guess, and in, in this is where I fall short is that I, I tend to expect the world to do things the way I do it and right. the way I see it. Yes. Uh-huh. Almost like I'm stuck oh, at I being a, like that four year old that thinks that everyone has the same dreams or has the mm-hmm. same thoughts. I think that's what that is at a certain age that you usually break away from that. You're like speaking deep to my core right now. <laughs> specifically with this little journal that he just mentioned, we had like a little like joke fight in front of our friends about it because he has this journal that Mila opened to a page that no one needs to read. Certainly not my two-year-old. I don't need to read it. His daughters don't need to read it. It's about X. It needs to be stuff. burned. It's, it, you don't have to burn it. But my point was I got ups- I got upset like as a joke and then for real. And then when I came around to it, I was like, you know what? I'm treating you like me. 
I'm thinking that you're just like me, that you right. think like me, that you write like me, that you reread your journal like I reread mine. And I have had journals where, like, I would write about, like, someone I was, like, really in love with or, like, thought I was. And I would reread it just to, like, not because I want to be with that person, but because I wanted to remember, like, oh, remember when you fell in love with this stupid thing that guy did? <laughs> or, like, this was the first time you ever liked this about a person. Like, mm-hmm. it was nostalgic for me. So periodically I'm like I don't need that anymore and I would burn it and specifically I burned quite a few when I fell in love with you or I'm like I don't really need to read about this guy anymore like I remember thinking I was in love at that age it was cute like yeah I don't need to go over it again I I was there and I burned it all so when I came across and to be clear I wasn't like snooping he has this journal out because he also like puts a grocery list in it like in the same place he like (laughs) talks about sex with his exes he has like like, multi-function and he has Mila drawing in it man shit to do Mila two years old is drawing in this journal where he's talking about having sex with other women graphically and so but to me I'm like that's so true profane to me because for me it's like the journal about my lovers is like sacred territory and nobody reads it and if if they do it's with like a purpose and a ceremony and then we're gonna burn it but just like you said like when you said I was like ooh do that right like I assume everyone thinks exactly like I do and experiences everything like I do until I'm like wait 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 you're a different person (laughs) right so I I feel you on that right so I say all that all that to say as I listen to podcasts which I do all the time I have that level of understanding because I've been listening to podcasts Mm -hmm. where I've watched people grow I've watched them you know change their ideas on things and so when I hear them say something that I remember oh well you felt this way about it I don't hold them you know to the right. fire with because I understand you your your ideas might change just based on how you feel today and it doesn't always have to be how it was in the past so yeah I feel you but what's up you ready I'm just listening <laughs> are you I look listen I I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited to hear what, what your thoughts are <laughs> about this. So we're just going to spitball here and we're just going to have a, I don't know, share our thoughts on on this little current <laughs> event that's happening. So he doesn't know who DJ Envy is. Do you know who DJ Envy is? Okay. Who the person is doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't matter But he he's a, a very popular figure in the hip hop community mm-hmm. where he's done a lot of mixtapes he's done a lot of things for other artists and he hosts and the show he hosts the Co- show Co-Co's. right right uh, the breakfast club on high 97 uh-huh. right so yeah, his I wife is going breakfast club i just didn't know that he uh-huh. was like the main guy i thought that was, was like three so i want to say i want to say dj envy is the main guy he's the yeah. a mic charlemagne charlemagne yeah. is the b mic okay and then angela Yee is the yeah the next or maybe they're i don't know yeah i don't know exactly oh, the yes, order, but do know i would imagine that that's yeah. that's how it is but his wife is going on a what a book run book be, showing. She I don't. A book. I don't really know. I just all I know is what you're gonna bring up because I saw it in a headline. But I don't follow them or know much about them altogether. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's releasing a book. From what I understand, I could be wrong. And in the book, she mentioned that for the first ten years of their marriage, she did not have an orgasm with him. And not only did she not have an orgasm with him. But she was faking it for 10 years. Yeah. And I think when you say with him, he's the only man that she was with. Yeah, she, she just was I, I was like, specifying. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I wasn't saying that she was cheating. I was. Yeah. Right. Like maybe she maybe can, she's. So, she can handle herself. Yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah. Right. But he wasn't. Right. Because I would imagine if she wasn't having an orgasm at all, then that might not just be a performance issue on his part, but that might be some other things going on with her. 
Maybe. But I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't know all the details. I didn't yeah, read the yeah. Again, we're just kind of freestyling. So someone might right. be listening and be like, you're wrong. I'm just curious why someone. So, I mean, truth be told, don't know who DJ Envy is. I've heard of the Breakfast Club. Yeah. But the wife of a DJ from a radio show is writing a book. So apparently what I do know is that she they have a podcast mm-hmm. together. Okay. I don't know if it's her podcast or they both do a podcast together. So she's somewhat famous in her own right. Yeah, yeah like okay. she has like maybe like a lifestyle because they have like 10 fucking kids. Like they, it's oh, like a big my. thing. And I want to mm-hmm. say from what I've heard of them in the past, they have gone through a lot of different things in their relationship and that have like like infidelity and all of these things. And so with time, I guess they've healed and all of this stuff. So I think the book is about that, like the growth of their relationship and how now they're better than ever, closer than ever after all the bullshit and so much so that she can come out and say, for the first 10 years of our relationship, I didn't have yeah. an orgasm when we yeah, had sex. super generous because there are women who are listening and men too who are like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what? Right. Are you faking it? And women who need to be like, actually, yes, yeah, maybe been. we need to go to therapy. <laughs> right. It's very generous. Right. Now, do you think they went to therapy for 10 years? I don't know. I don't know these people. I th- I don't know. Well, let's, let's have fun. Let's just play with if it. If anything, it sounds like it prompted you to want to chit-chat. And I know you and I have talked about this at length. At Pepe's, many over times. Oh. 12 marks <laughs> about <laughs> faking and not faking. Mm-hmm. And right, I am very, Ooh. I'm gonna say, I think that maybe women are trying to be kind when they do it. I personally, if that's the case, I'm very unkind and I'm like, hard no, I will not fake it. But have you always been that way? Uh, yeah. I have. I actually, my first, so like I've been in, in and out of therapy, like I think, I don't know, we, we all go to therapy, in and out? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So my first introduction to therapy was sex therapy. Okay. Because I could not climax with my boyfriend and I was like, we're both young and healthy and like we think we're in love with each other. Like I thought there was something physically wrong with me. Okay. So I went to a doctor and she was like, you're fine. You're just, you need therapy. You're like holding back. You're just like a youngster. You don't know what you're doing and you're you're inhibited. But you need to go. So she sent me to a sex therapist and I learned all about it. And like, I had to like teach myself how to open up to be able to climax. Like it was a lot of work. I was 22 years old and I was like, I'm going to figure this out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I refuse to fake it. And so, you know, cheers to my partners, I guess, because they, they never gave up. Like (laughs) they tried, but I would never be like, Oh, it was so great. You blew my mind. I'm like, sorry, I'm glad you had fun. I love you, I think. And it felt good. It's just I didn't get there. And yeah. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you because I certainly don't want us to like because all I can imagine is and you know how I feel about lying in general. I have right. a real hard problem with it. So it's like once you do it, then can you ever not lie about it? Then do you right. have to fake it every time? And yeah. like. There's no trust How there that it would ever be real. inside would you, if this is me, again, thinking everyone's going to be like me, which is obviously not the case. But if, if I ever did that, I would feel dead, like dead inside. It would be so bad. And this person would probably never want to have sex with me again, just feeling the death <laughs> from my vagina and my heart. It would so not go well. When, when Nathan first brought this topic up, <laughs> I got a little cynical. Because in my mind, I'm like, 10 years. So you you had sex with a guy for 10 years. And now that I know that he has kids, it kind of changes my dynamic. Because if he's got kids, maybe they got a child early, right? They have, they have a baby. 
they're young, mm-hmm. they have money, they have the, whatever they have, mm-hmm. but they're not connecting or they have so many other reasons to not connect in that way. So she wouldn't go to therapy, let's say. But if they didn't have any of these factors, my mind, I was like, man, any woman that could have 10 years where they're just laying there and taking it and not saying anything about it, to me is almost like, like you're just okay. <laughs> oh gosh. You're That's okay wow. with the transaction at that point. Consenting though. Okay. It's consenting. consenting. It's consenting. Okay. But you're, you're consenting to the transaction of, yeah, but he's going to pay my bills and I'm not really into it. It's okay. like there's some break there. There's something that's like – and then to not was, be honest about it. How? Like I appreciate like your level of honesty is what men would rather – I believe, you know, I would rather have that. To be fair though, just because a woman doesn't orgasm doesn't mean that like it still wasn't a yeah. good time. Right. It yeah. still didn't that's, feel good. That's so a security thing from, from a male. Like it, it in, in any s- sexual situation, it's about how the partners are and – it doesn't always have to end in, you know, mutual satisfaction. Yeah. Sometimes it can't. Right. Depends. Yeah, that happens. And so maybe it wasn't like the sex was terrible. She just... She had a block. Yeah. Or sometimes, I mean, you know this too, and you and I have talked about this, like women's pleasure hasn't always been prioritized as a whole. Like oh, yeah. we're not taught about that. Yeah. It's always like men come and you know that that's what happens but yeah. no one ever sat me down and said oh well you can have an orgasm too i literally like had to have a doctor tell me there's yeah. nothing wrong with your yeah. clit <laughs> you need therapy right like you're yeah. fine i was like are you sure should you yeah like, like <laughs> you want to i'm doing track. what i know to be done like right how many different ways can you do this she's like right. it's all up here you're too like you're just not letting go right but yeah. i do understand i'm so i I know I'm, my opinion is like, nope, hell no. I would never lie about that for a couple of reasons. One, I, I don't like to lie, and I think it's a lie. I think it's unkind to the man or to your partner because it, it's lying, but it's also like – It's a disservice. It is. Like I'm letting you yeah. think that you're – and I don't want to say good or bad, although certainly there are good lovers and bad lovers. Right. But it's like I'm like training you to stay bad at sex or to stay bad at me. Because I'm yeah. letting you think I'm like rewarding behavior because yeah. men like it. Like, no, you like it when women finish. Like, that's a that's a success in your book, right? Agreed. So, like, Agreed. you're rewarding no. the behavior yeah. that isn't working. You're like, it's just, it seems like dysfunctional and unkind to me. But I do believe in my heart that when women do it, they think they're being kind. Right. Because they rather not embarrass him or her and they don't, you know. It's a, it's yeah. an avoiding, or as as you would put it, like avoiding the conflict or putting up the fog to avoid the conflict or something. And so I, I'm not like faulting people who do it. I'm just like, don't do it. <laughs> I have faked a lot of orgasms in my life. I mean, yeah, well, all before <laughs> our sex. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've told you that. I'm really curious about something. <laughs> listen, yeah. how listen. how long how long in human society or or in human evolution, do you think that the orgasm has actually been something that is functionally part of like social dynamics? Because I'm going to suggest that only in rare occasions and situations of passion throughout history, but mostly it's been sur- survival needs at right. some point. And like the orgasm well, or... Like you don't need us to finish to keep the species alive. That, that there is that, that there is that, but right. that, that the search for the orgasm or that the men are also part of that, that pathway to get to the orgasm. Like this is a modern thing. This is, 
this is not something I think has been a focal point or focus for social dynamics, which is what that would be, right? This yeah. girl has not had an orgasm for 10 years, yeah. and we're commenting on her in a social mean, going, oh, that's so weird. How do they maintain their relationship? How do they stay together? But how modern... Nobody cared. Yeah, so nobody one of, cared. One of the blessings of my therapy journey at 22 was sex therapy is she literally assigned me like 10 books to read, um, like told me to shop for like a variety of like vibrators mm -hmm, and dildos and mm -hmm. things like stuff I had never I don't I may have had That's some but like didn't really would. she was great but it was funny too her name was girl. Humphreys Dr. Humphreys oh my god like appropriate so, so good shout out to Dr. Dr. Humphreys <laughs> yeah so funny and she was like if she ever she will never hear this but if she does like no offense she's not like she would not think she was a sex therapist mm -hmm. She was like the cutest little old lady, just like with doilies well, on Dr. her dresser. Ruth. Like, like so much. that's what yeah. we all know, Doctor yes, Ruth, the exactly. old lady telling yeah, you how yeah, to yeah. masturbate. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, so she like in the, all these books, and I'm sure like you guys already know this stuff, anyways. But like, it goes through the history of what you just described, which essentially, it's mostly like religion comes into play, and it's a power thing. Like, if women are given the power to have pleasure, like that's less power for the man, AKA mm -hmm. the church, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So like, we don't have to go down the religious path, but like that's basically what it was. So boys and girls masturbate when they're little, when they're two and three years old and they right. continue like throughout, they don't know that it's sexual or good or bad until mm -hmm. someone tells them. Right. But girls are told quickly, like you do not touch that. You right. do not. No one does. Right. Like, but boys, it's, but it's like, like almost cute and funny. Yeah, when boys you see do a little it. boy yeah, laying yeah. on the ground watching mm -hmm. TV, just humping back and forth, humping back and forth. You're like, ah, yeah. oh, look at him. He's getting after it over there. Now I, I do kind of want to piggyback off of something that you were talking about. And then we're going to get back to you faking orgasms. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not with you. Yeah. But that's but that's what they're supposed to say, right? Yeah. yeah. Not with you. Yeah. Not on mic. Anyway. But <laughs> but I guess as far as if we're talking about an evolutionary standpoint or uh something out of necessity for the betterment of humankind, and this is probably gonna trigger some people, the woman orgasm is pretty pointless when you think about it. Because right. Whether or not you have an orgasm, you can still procreate. If we're talking about what sex is yeah, like designed for on a biological sure. level, right? Well, there there is some there is something to like the dopamine and all the other things that that come out from there that make the viability. Like, let's keep you're, in mind, you're more likely to get <laughs> it's, more it's, sex it's, if you please your lady. More odds go up that yeah. you can conceive. Like, it's a miracle yeah. just to get pregnant. Just because dumb people can do it does not <laughs> mean that it's not still a miracle. Yeah, like yeah. a one in a million chance. Any number of things can go wrong. Right. It's very right. easy not to be pregnant. Right. Plenty of people end up not being pregnant. But in comparison to the male orgasm, the male orgasm is that necessary. for sure yeah. is yeah. necessary yeah, is as far as life. on a biological level. And that's and that's what I was saying. But what you were saying is is that now because we're looking at it through the lenses of how we view today's society sure. in this country. Like right, let's right, not right. let's not get it fucked up. Right. We're not talking about today globally. Oh no, this right. is yeah. Western. This is yeah. Western yeah. world. This is North us. Right. Right. This yeah. is us. This is us. Right. We we view it differently to where we look at someone and we go, 10 years. Oh my God, what's wrong?" When even now you take us mm -hmm. in this country and you go not even a hundred years ago, the idea of a woman having an orgasm was like, uh, "What is that even a thing? Is that a is that real?" 
How or if you don't, doctor, then something's wrong with hysteria. you, obviously, because we always put the responsibility on the man. Right. When it's like, no, you're responsible to lead the man. Right. Because Which is so it's your body. Say that. I'm like, hope it's not TMI, babe, because we're going to talk about my first husband here. <laughs> but he was the boyfriend that I was with, and he was like, he was very full of himself and thought he could please any woman, any time. Well, I'm he sure he's been lied to people. so many fucking times. Probably, over. Right. probably. But he, he, I would say he's similar to us in that he's like nerdy and probably like read Tim Ferriss's book and all the shit about how to get women <laughs> off and all that. Like he was like a dedicated, for his age, for early 20s, he thought uh-huh. he was really good at sex, right? And so he would like try and try and try and try. And I'd be like, hey, like, you know, well, I like you a lot, but like you can chill. It's not going to happen. It, it doesn't really ever happen. And I have to give him a little bit of credit because he was the one to be like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> what? Like, that's not even fair to you. Like, you've been having sex for how long and not being pleased? And I'm like, no, I mean, I enjoy it. It's just I'm not going I, – I, I thought there was something physically wrong with me. You know, again, 22, mm-hmm. not like – I think I think I lost my virginity around 16, 17. So not like super experienced, you know? Right. Um, but like I had to give him a little credit because like we're saying, it's not prioritized in general and mm. – like that's pretty good young boyfriend move to be like, no, be you deserve to mm-hmm. figure this out. And if yeah. you think it's physical, then go to the doctor. And when I went to the doctor and she said, no, you're just like inhibited. I told him that. And he's like, well, then go to therapy, like do what you got to do. And I like, I, I kind of knock him a bit cause he's a, sometimes a bit of a Neanderthal type, but yeah. um, <laughs> not really smart, but you know what I mean? Like not a sensitive man, but like props for, that was a good move for young Ricky. So long ago. Thanks Ricky. Appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, aren't you glad? I'm very happy about it. Yeah, it's come a long way, babe. Yeah, when we had sex the first time, uh-huh. we were like, there was I think a week went by before the second time, and in the interim, we did a lot of audio messages, you know, because it was mm-hmm. COVID and we couldn't hang out in person so much. Um, and I just I told you that story, and I told you like the way that I view sex, the way that I view orgasms, the way I get there, what makes it hot for me. And I was like, well, this is probably where he disappears and thinks I'm a freaking psychopath or some hippie or something. And your response, I don't know if you remember, was like, that's the hottest shit I've ever heard in my life. And, like, we've always had amazing sex since. Yeah, yeah. Like. You gave me a map and I followed the directions. Yeah. Which is how it should be. Yeah, like, it it needs to be be. a partnership. Like, you have to say, I like this, I don't like this, or, like. But I feel like, don't you think that, well, at least for me and my experience, going back to you bringing up how we're going to talk about me, I think that sex had a lot to do with what my relationships looked like outside of sex. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of deep, like, vulnerability, and I could be that real, and, like, so it was a reflection of that, like... It just kind of all tied together. I agree with that a million percent. You like know, if you can white lie about an orgasm. It's probably because there were some other white lie situations where you're just either lying to yourself or lying yeah. to each other. Yeah. And like, yeah, I've never had I've never had sex with anyone like I do with you. And it's definitely because of the way our relationship is. Right. Well, that, that I mean, also you're a tremendous lover. Also, I appreciate just on a shallow. Pear, pear, pear. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell them, like, I feel so bad for your exes. Like, not really, but also they're like, man, couldn't I have just made it work? Because, like, that shit was the best. But, like, Sorry, ladies. To the white lies, the self-deception of it all, like with this DJ Envy's wife. Uh-huh. Right? Like, that is a form of self-deception that she might have carried on. We don't know. Speculation. Yeah. We don't know if she was in therapy or not. But to make it that long, you have to justify, like, 
why you can't get there. Like she would have to be going through a ton of just complete self-deception for it, like negating her body, negating that it is like a, a function of her body or like it is her mind and you like within your case. But that self-deception game, that justification, those cycles that you go on, I mean, right? they're the toughest to break, but when you do break them, they, they give you the best opportunity to actually grow. Right. And and just to shoot her some bail, and I think that we've all been doing it, and we can make this conversation less about them and just more about that yeah, idea topic. in general. Yeah. But I guess just to kind of shoot her some bail, I would imagine that she did it not to be a psychopath, even though it is kind of wild to lie for 10 years about something. It right? is, but it isn't. It is, it is but it isn't. Yeah. But, I, but I would imagine it's because she really loved her husband. Yeah. She didn't want to hurt his ego. And, she, and maybe she just didn't know what direction to take it and how do we have these conversations. Again, like I don't think that like we're that way. But we're yeah, self-aware enough right. to know that like not everybody is like that. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is having these conversations right. with themselves right. first and foremost, and let alone with their partner. Right. And I think I think, for instance, I was really comfortable in understanding the fact that even though I was a good lover to one person, I'm not a good lover to everybody right out the box. Only yeah. because I've had the opportunity to sleep with so many different women. And I know this sounds wild, but whatever. But I had the opportunity to sleep with different women and understand that everybody requires something different. So if I came to you having sex with you like I did with the previous partner, yes, it might work. But it's a possibility that it might not work. So being able to understand it and having those conversations and be okay with, you know, not having my ego being shattered if, hey, this time around I didn't land the blow that I that I want to land mm-hmm. it it might not be because of something that I'm doing wrong because I'm just bad it's yeah. just I just don't know how to satisfy right and you. that's where they're coming and that's right. and so that the allowed us to be right. able to have that communication which I'm sure that what you're saying right a lot of people don't have no. because it it requires a lot of vulnerability and a lot of listening mm-hmm. and changing how you would do things mm-hmm. in order to better please the person that you're with right. as opposed to just trying to please them the way you think that they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like the first to... time, the first encounter, how much of this are you okay with me saying? I mean, we've talked, <laughs> to, we've talked about it plenty of times. All right. it's... You can edit out whatever is too much. Nothing's too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just answered for you. It's fine. I'm going to tell them. <laughs> I'm gonna you're going to say a bunch of, it's going to end with something about <laughs> conscious cock, which is always nice. Woke, dick, is always woke dick revolution. So go on. Love that. So my, what I was going to say is, I would submit that the first time you sleep with a new partner, mm-hmm. you you're essentially sleeping with the person almost like the people that have slept with them before you. So the first time I slept with you, I'm sleeping with Joshua who slept with all those hosts because you're like this worked for them, maybe it'll work for her and right. you don't know me yet. You literally right, knew me a few right, weeks, to be right? Fair. And that's yeah, what I yeah. that's what same I, with right. me. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like same with me. Like I, I mean, I had sex for like 50 years before <laughs> you came around, but like <laughs> By the time I actually like crawl up on you, I'm like, I only know what I know and it's from my previous partners and some of it was a long time ago and some of it was terrible. So it's like that first time, it's like if it's great your first time, like Yeah, kudos I to mean, you. Yeah. You're just really, really lucky. <laughs> right. So like we had like I would say we had good sex. I would give it a good. Yeah. But literally like minutes after it was it was like precious. Like I was in this space of like, fuck it. I am six months postpartum. I've just finished my second divorce. I'm a real like what the fuck ever state of mind. And like it was a positive experience for me, but I was feeling a little bit freer and like 
didn't have my hopes way, way up for me or for you. Mm-hmm. And then you like instantly were like, oh, I'm suddenly like, I might be bashful. I don't know. So like we got dressed quickly. I, I was also like, I was on my period. It was a whole thing. We had, <laughs> I had babysitters. I had to go get my kids in like 20 minutes. Yeah. We were like rushing. It was, yeah. it was a whole thing. We were so, very in love. <laughs> we were. It was like, we had to know. I was like, I have to know. I don't need another guy friend in my life. I got to no. know. I have to be with you, with you so that I yeah. can decide if this is worth a second time. Yeah. And then right after you said something to the effect of like, like, do you ever just like let go or something? And I was like, oh, here we fucking go. Here comes <laughs> another dude who's going to tell me that I'm like holding back when really. And I was like, nope. No, no, like, I just met him. This is not everyone I've ever fucked. Like, so we sat on the couch and we were like, had this like kind of, I don't know, like we debriefed it. And then you were wise enough to say, hey, we're two people that just met not long ago and we just had sex for the first time. Like, I think we're good. And I was like, yeah, I think we're good. I'll go get my kids. And then instantly you, I, you called me and I was like, I just had sex with Hinge Boo. We have to come over so we can just Hinge Boo. Yeah, but like that first time, I, I, I've told him too, like, like while we were like mid coitus, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And then there was a moment of like, oh, he fucking cares. Like he's listening to me. Like it was just like a placement of the hand. Like I could tell he was listening. I'm like, okay, okay, I can work with this. He's actually paying what that attention. Is. Like, so you said something about you had this preconceived notion that, okay, I'm going to use all these moves and I'm going to be <laughs> like giving you the moves that I gave all those others. Little did you know, I was just going to have sex with you and communicate and talk to you. Like, that's where my intention was. I know. I just put you in the box with all the other men out but there. That's I'm sorry. that's the point. Is like that's <laughs> that's that that pers- that perception difference. Yeah. Like we're all, we're all going to carry with us, especially the first time you ever have sex with somebody. You're just going to carry with you. And of course, I had all those things. But what made us so special was I was in a place where those things weren't. That wasn't the function. The intent was not You're there. Just, you were willing to connect for real, and yeah. I didn't expect that. Yeah, vulnerability. Yeah, vulnerability. For it sure. takes a lot. So by the second time, it was like, yeah, yeah, mind blown. I've never had sex like that in my life, ever. Purple lights. Yeah, just like day tripping, sober, like, and that's definitely a product of like extreme vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not really, I think that's a new, if we could call it trend. Like vulnerability is new to the scene. Yeah. People have oh, only 100%. been authentic and vulnerable yeah. lately. One hundred percent. I mean, and we're seeing it. I, I don't think it's really new for women. But it's, it's certainly True. new for men. I think women are now, it, even though it's not new for women, I think women are at a point where they're just being more and more vulnerable. They're exposing more than what they've already been exposing, mm-hmm. which I guess that would be the newness for you all. But for men, I mean, th- this whole talking about feelings and, you know, But that in itself, up, men have gotten away for too long with hiding unwanted things in the fog, like. So Jordan Peterson, we talked like right. this is our, our whole truth thing and making sure that you tell the truth. Like, men are just hiding themselves in that way. Like, right. Forget my point exactly, because I've had something to drink and, and smoke, but follow <laughs> me up. Well, I was going to... This is a thing that, like, you might be like, I really wish you didn't tell that story, babe. Well, <laughs> bail me out with whatever terrible story. No, it'll be it'll be an amazing story, but one likely time, I did something terrible. One time, early on, uh-huh. you faked it, and we had a big fight. Oh, are we, we going to talk about? Thank you for bringing that up. You faking? Not even faking. How about not finishing? Okay, so this well, is what happened. You either you either finished 
but didn't want me to know and then faked finishing or you didn't finish and faked finishing. And I, after a while, I was like, I'm not stupid. Are you, did you? And you told me and I was like, oh my God, how long were you going to let me go on? Like, all you had to say was, babe, it's not, it's you know, not let's happen. watch TV. Yeah. Like, I'm an adult. You could have told me. And I was pissed. I was really mad, but we got through it. It was only one time. Yeah, I had to admit my faults. Yeah, let's talk about that. Hey. Let's talk about men faking. I think we all know women fake. Right. Except for us two. So <laughs> so before we get into men faking, and this might be shooting you some bail if they don't, you know what I'm saying? I'll take it. But, but, but I did want to talk about how you were speaking of just everything that comes with the first time you have sex with someone. So I mentioned here on a podcast, I want to say it was episode one or two. It was, it was early on when, when Sue was here. But I got open and I was talking about how the first time I have sex, even up until, you know, to the point where I was having sex with you, the first time you and I had sex, mm-hmm. sexual anxiety was really big for me, right? Even though I've, you know, I've been around the block and I, you know, I've done my thing, yada, yada, yada. No matter who it was with, unless there was a lot of alcohol involved, super, super sexual anxiety. Because, and I, I express this to you. Mm-hmm. The way I viewed sex up until you and I started making love, love, like actually making love, like passionate love, I viewed sex as a performance. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to be a performer in bed. I felt that my looks, the way I carry myself, everything, there was this expectation about how I'm supposed to be fucking a woman, right? I wouldn't even Mm -hmm. say making love, but Mm -hmm. just fucking a woman, right? So... My anxiety level was through the roof. I'm usually not an anxious person, but when it comes to me performing and me, uh, I guess, meeting someone's standards or even exceeding someone's standards, a lot takes place. And sometimes my sexual anxiety will make me come quick, come quicker than I expect to or I expected Mm -hmm. to. So earlier on, and I want to say a lot of this just has to do with just growing up in porn generation. I'm not sure what what your upbringing was like, but... Well, we had porn. Okay, so... (laughs) So I I spent I spent a lot of time before actually having sex with women or girls, but I mean, yeah. just to be clear, not having sex with girls as an adult. But right. when you were <laughs> young, when you were a kid, when I when I was what sixteen, I guess you could say I was, yeah. I was a all right. <laughs> Would that be like? <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to think of how to bail you out on that one. <laughs> when when I was no. underage, I had sex with underage girls. Yes, and I had sex with, with grown women too. So wow. I I had both those things going on, but. But before that took place, there was a lot of pornography. And in pornography, it can teach a young man the wrong thing, right? So here I am thinking, okay, well, I had to be this size. Well, I'm not that size. I'm not the size of these guys that are on screen. And back in, what, the early 2000s, late 90s, amateur porn wasn't a thing. It was porn stars, Right. Yeah, Jenny so Jameson, the whole, like, anything that you could find online. So the guys... Slowly download the picture. Right, right, right. Off until you get to the nipples. But but if you had one with a man in it, too, I mean, these were hogs. These weren't yeah, just yeah, your yeah, regular yeah. Joe Schmo dudes that were just delivering pizza. These were these were just, you know what I'm saying, impressive men, right? Ghost says, yes. I'm not one of those guys. But, so, there's that. Plus, they're performing. So I'm thinking, this is that. Oh, and you have to last, and this, and other. Boom, boom, boom. So in the beginning, and I, I, I ended up finding this out later on as I started reading books on how to control myself and make sure that I could come on command as opposed to coming out of 
in posts or whatever. But uh, one of the things that I did read is that it is a natural thing for someone to nut quick, for a man to nut quick. Reason being is because all animals Biology. typically yeah. right yeah. nut quick <laughs> because you're trying to pass your seed on as you're trying to a not be eaten or be hunted or whatever it may be. So the idea of I will say I prefer and I'll to share. We're sure. sharing our bedroom yeah. situation anyways. I, I do want to add also that that one time you you were very clear like it was a kindness to me. He was like I obviously wanted to please you and yeah, you were yeah. in the zone and I didn't want to stop you. Well, and this adds to my point. I I prefer and I again, somebody who's also studied and tried to understand like where that real energy comes from because mm. There's a nut, and then there's an orgasm. Right, right. A man can have a nut, and I do many times, but some of the best orgasms that we share are post-nut. And that is a different thing. I still orgasm. I, I mean, it's, it's, an odd, it's an odd thing to, to go through, but it is like there's no the, – the necessity of the nut is the nut. It's that, that's the survival thing. Right. But then the communication, the connection physically, like the intimacy and the vulnerability that comes with it – that's that's that right that's that extra, next level that's that next level that's that place where you know all the other pheromones are coming out all the other things that your body's producing mm-hmm. to like make you bonded with that person right. connect you with them and you know if you can hold out until you know whatever and have have control have at it you got a great uh i don't know what do they call that the perineum is that a yeah, like your pelvic floor, pelvic floor. Yeah, yeah, stop stop those muscles from them kegels. You know, contraction. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so as I was reading that book. You can pick up a kettlebell with his anus. Like <laughs> <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> so as I was reading that book, they mentioned that. But another thing that they mentioned is that for young men that had to quickly jerk off before mom and dad got home, mm. you trained your body. I remember doing that. Yeah. You trained your body to. <laughs> you get it done. Boom. Well, get it done. And you so were now. talking about porn this morning <laughs> for some dumb reason. I had mentioned this to you about like when, when a young boy sees like a porno, it was how like young men don't know how to perform sexually. Right. Cause right. they look at porno and porno is this and they get all the wrong ideas. Well, I don't even think they get ideas because I recall the first time seeing porn and I was so aroused. Like it was just like, Oh, was- oh my God, it needs to come out now. And it was, right. it was done. Like positions didn't matter. What they were doing with their hands, tongues, touching wherever didn't matter. It was just, boom, that was System sex. Overload. It was yeah. overload. And like the nut just had to come out. Right. And it was going to come out whether I touched myself or not. Right. <laughs> Especially the first, that first time you see some like hardcore porn, some hardcore fucking, your little dumb monkey brain does not know how to process that shit and you're just gonna nut but that's that's where that separation is and if they have like all you know all those studies now with kids that are doing like because of porn being so accessible on the phone like kids have zero social skills when it comes to talking to girls or like that that whole um what's one of those uh those weirdo groups hopefully they don't they pick on you the ones that don't uh incels the incels they're okay. involuntarily celibate yeah they're yeah. not gonna have sex w- with women because women don't want to have sex with them oh good lord but they get that way what? because from the time their little dumb monkey brains started watching porn they haven't stopped and they are compulsive masturbators mm. and yeah. they just don't have the social skills to actually talk to a woman to actually go get beyond the nut point. yeah go beyond the nut to actually having intimacy Wait, i don't understand what is an 
I tied that one really well together. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I got all the way back. I don't want to pretend to understand the reference because I still don't so, get it. An incel? An incel. This is a group of people who are involuntarily <laughs> celibate. They don't. They right. choose. They're men. It's all men who choose not to right. have yeah. sex with women. And they are hate. They're like women haters. haters yeah. They're mad that women won't fuck them. Oh. So they're saying that we're choosing not to have sex. Oh, you can't break it's up almost, with me because yes. I break up with you? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's those jokers that say like, oh, I would never get a Lexus or a BMW because it's just a car and what do I need? And it's like, well, you probably can't afford it. Yeah. That's probably why you're not going to get it. You're so, not getting laid. So now, so now, so now yeah. you shit yeah. on right. it because exactly. this is something that you just can't afford. Because if you can afford it, you would, sure. would yeah. get it. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Right. But yes, you did tie it up. Neatly. And so and so with that, that idea of just getting it off quick, then if you create those habits through improper masturbation, then now it trickles over into your sex life. So early on, I had issues with premature ejaculation, which, you know, I, I've had it to the point one time where it was like I barely got it in and I was just blowing it because I was so used to getting it quick. I mean, it makes sense. Right. So then. I guess just to bring that back full circle, having sex with someone, anyone for the first time, it will always be that level of anxiety because there's so many things that is going on in my head Mm -hmm. as far as make sure, you know, I do this right. Am I being sexy? Am I being cool at the same time? Am I being fun at the same time? Am I making you feel comfortable? It's very thoughtful. Am I I big enough for you? (laughs) Am I going to last long enough? Yeah, I'm going to last long enough because I've, I've early on, I got rid of that issue. But am I going to last long enough? And so because I have all these things going on in my head, it's a performance and more of a performance than it is an actual bonding experience that you and I right. felt together. The first time we had sex was like what you were saying. It would be like any other time anyone has sex for the first time. It's not going to be the best sex yeah, on the planet. Perfect. Right? Yeah. It's going to be this awkward thing. And it was already awkward but because was, we... Well, go ahead. There's something really sacred about this. I just need to comment because the first time we had sex, literally she came to my house like minutes later and I was like, mm-hmm. we have to talk about this and de- yeah. like debrief. And then I'm pretty sure you came over the first time you guys had sex. Too. And confirm. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I was pissed that I didn't hear from you all day, number one. All and right. then number two... What you were talking about, which I don't know if you were finished, so then I can say no, what no, I was no, no. But, but you, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I can remember where I was. Okay, the whole performance thing. Mm-hmm. Well, like when the first time we had sex, it wasn't that it wasn't good. It was like something just didn't feel right. Like it felt, and then I I figured out later because we had that conversation. It was you were performing, and I could feel that. And I'm like, but wait a minute. Like, where is all this connection that happens? Like all the other times, and then I'm like, well then this is just not going to work because if this is how we're having sex or how we're going to have sex, I, you know, I jumped tall, like, oh, this is how it's going to be forever. And she went down some rabbit holes and we were just Yeah, like, and I was like, down. but what if we had this great fucking connection? Like, how did that not fucking transfer over into mm-hmm. the bedroom? And it wasn't that it was bad. It was just like, you weren't with me. And then you didn't see a problem with that. And then it, that freaked me the fuck out. I didn't see a problem with it. When... That you didn't feel like we, like the whole, connect. my thing was like, I, I didn't feel like we, didn't connect or like I felt like we didn't connect in that way like you weren't present well no no I I think as we unpacked that conversation right. later on we were we were hearing two different things or we were having two different right, conversations right, right, right. so so that's why we weren't on the same page yes. during a conversation because we were having two separate conversations you were uh, uh, focused on the idea of not connecting right I was more focused on the idea of it not being good 
Right. We're, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you were offended because... And then you didn't finish. And I, I didn't was like, finish. how did you think that was good? You didn't even finish. But you didn't finish. So you didn't finish and I'm not finishing. So it's like, it's... I just, it's, I remember this so well and I'm like just gushing over it because I know it was probably a stressful 24 hours for you guys, but it was like so fucking adorable and fun for me. <laughs> Your first, time, well. I'm glad your first was time was you. great for me. I I finished. <laughs> I had a great time with your first time. Because first of all, I was like, okay, hold on. Let's pump the brakes. Like, what I got from what you said, Nathan said, was like, to me, I'm like, yeah, it was your first time. It's going to be adequately inadequate because it's your first time, right? Like, there's there's just that. And I'm like, well, from based on what he said, I just got from you that like, you're content and you're happy and you're hopeful for the next time. Not that you thought that was the best sex of your life, but like it was, it was good. I can't wait to do it again. I'm really into this. That was what I got from what she told me you said. Right. And then with you, I was like, let's just take a moment and realize who the fuck he is dealing with. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about your exes, but like, this is a goddess here. This is not a normal woman for a first time experience or an any time experience. So I'm like, I'm not I'm not easily intimidated, but if I were a dude and I was sleeping with you for the first time, I would be like very nervous and like make all kinds of missteps that I wouldn't make on my 10th, 12th and 13th time with you because like and I'm not just saying that to like blow you up, but this is also a thing for like a real connection. It's not a casual thing. So Right. And I think that's, that's a, a huge deal. Right. Like it wasn't just sex. Like we waited two months. We did. Oh we, year. We did. You waited a year. Oh, like Yeah. Well, right? exactly. Yeah. If we're being honest, like, but, but, but I even, waited a year. But even the whole the whole setup of how it led to us having sex, right. it was it it was an awkward thing because mm-hmm. we were supposed to have sex what, three different times that you came over, mm-hmm. and we were like, okay, I've well, never been to your house before that time. You say that, and it's not true. Okay, well, we were supposed to have sex th- like we two had or three talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and and even the way it was laid out was like okay well you're just gonna walk in the house and we're just gonna do it we're just gonna get right to it because it was one of those things where yeah we didn't want to not necessarily talk ourselves out of it but i guess kind of talk yeah, ourselves yeah, out yeah, of it yeah, because yeah. at that time our relationship was heavy on connecting All the through communication, communication yeah right so it was this thing that it, it didn't even happen in the most quote-unquote organic yeah yeah true, you know true love story kind of way it <laughs> like you it, had it, to know and again it's, yeah. it's not to take away from no, our first experience yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was just we put a lot of pressure on it to right. begin with yeah. and so then as now i'm sitting here talking to you about the whole anxiety of sex with mm-hmm. someone for the first time period you could double triple that because now i'm having sex with someone for the first time that i actually want to be with and i want approval from right you see what i'm saying yeah. so it's just so many so to me it was a win because a i was able to get it up so not to, and you know me, I have no, I have no problems with getting my dick hard, but with anxiety yeah. and there's a lot going on in my head. The 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 idea of failure. My primary concern the first time we like got together was like, I hope you work. You so <laughs> because good. because it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And yeah. you have to balance like, okay, well, I okay, maybe I should drink a little bit. Okay, well, but I don't want to drink too not much too because much. I don't, I, you know. So it's like the fact that I got it up. Okay, success because yeah. here we are. I'm not too much in my head. I'm able to to get through it, and then. On top of that, okay, well, I didn't just nut all over the place in, you know, the first couple pumps. And now here I am in it. And it's like, okay, you know, we're, we're cool. And now we're, you know, we're doing different things, boom, boom, boom. And so for, to me, I didn't feel like it was a success because it was 
I knew it was my best performance or whatever. I just felt it was success because I was able to yeah. make it happen. Right. And that's all that's all that the you and I, that's all we were looking for. We're like, we gotta right. break this tension. We gotta know. And so that's what I was saying. I see it as whew, that's yeah. out the way. Yeah. And so yeah. now after that, and you know, after that it was now we're looking at whatever. Like I'm yeah. it's it's second nature. It's nothing. Right. It's like, oh, we're about to have sex. Okay, boom. Now boom. Now we're good to go. And okay, how long does this need to be? Is this gonna be a a a, a quick one? Wait, By quick is like 10, question. 15 minutes. So do do you do you have like pre-game conversations? Like what are we talking here? We got a fifteen minute slot Listen, here. It's just, it's just we know, like we I can time. I can hold this time. nut, but is your is your well, nut gonna here, take Thank you for bringing this today? up because I, that was another thing conversations this came out where i was like babe i don't need you to last two fucking hours every time yeah i'll go to so i was I've like been, i have an Jesus. offensive like, like it was just, like offensive because i was it's like yeah, like i'm throwing it i'm giving two it hours. all the way the fuck up and he's like <laughs> <laughs> i can go for another hour and i'm like what the fuck but and i'm like, having a good time yeah but so then i, I was like hey stop. i would like for you to finish when you're ready to finish and i think that's really what it comes and down sometimes i'm ready in two hours so like but I, not not because I'm not enjoying myself, but because I want Because you are enjoying no, no, yourself. No, I'm no, saying, I'm saying not because I'm not enjoying myself, like I'm not yeah. enjoying it, but because I am enjoying myself yeah. and I just want to keep going for no, it. but there's a lot of like, you're, and at, like especially in the beginning, it was more like you wanted to make sure that I was good. And I was like, even if I, if, even if I didn't finish, like I want, like you finishing makes me feel good. Can we, can you know we, what I'm saying? We got to talk about this because it keeps coming up. The, the act in masculinity that, your ladies gotta finish first. Like that's a masculine thing that I think, like all dudes. It's chivalry. It's is it though? Aww. Is it though? That's so sweet. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this. You know, when I've had the best orgasms I had, again, these have been post nut orgasms, mm -hmm. like the true like connection, good orgasms post nut. Mm -hmm. But like men have such a veracity to be like, oh hell no, I'm gonna. You're gonna finish first, like that's a, that's a thing. Hip hop, I mean, it's laden with that stuff, right? But why? Like, what what really is that control? Like, because it's the anxiety thing, like he just described. It implies that you're cool as a cucumber, and you're not just going to come on the first time you see a boob because you're a grown man, and like, it's it's a the ability to like keep, I'm not anxious, but the ability to keep an erection and post nut. What do you think's more like if you were to nut after two hours, mm -hmm. erection's gone, right? Uh, yeah. Some sometimes, not always. Like the real power is in just keeping your just dick like, like the blood flow <laughs> there for two hours. Like that is a real yeah, amazing yeah. feat. Yeah, yeah. Whether you nut or not, like you could still be able to keep that flow there, and that's where that connection is. Like that's that's what I see it as. Is like you have that emotional vulnerable connection. All of those juices are flowing. Those energies are pumping. Yeah. Nut or not nut. No nut. Like right. if that stuff's still going, if that, that reciprocation of energy goes going back and forth, like it, it can still, still great. I'm going to speak for myself here. Please. I'm, I'm sort of hoping that this is a mutual thing, but I've only had that with you that mm -hmm. you're describing. And I think we like stumbled upon it. Like it, we used to have the kind of sex where like mm -hmm. we're very lucky. A lot of times we come at the same time. And it's, yeah. it's like yeah. even if it's a five minute or 30 minute, like it's we're just I don't know. We have this timing. And then often at some point, often like you'll finish. I might even finish with you. And then like another wave rolls over me and like you're not ejaculating, but you're for sure having another orgasm. Yeah. Like that's I don't think that's a thing you can like. 
chase though. Like it, it like comes to us. Like it's, mm. we're like present for it and it happens. Like, right. Yeah. Versus like the control, like where you're like, I, I'm going to, that's do the this. control yeah. like aspect that I, I always hear about. It's like, Oh, I got to control like until. Well, and, and just, and just to be clear, a lot of times I am having an orgasm. I just don't fully ejaculate. Mm. So I might stop mm-hmm. and then I'm, I'm having my thing, yeah. but because I didn't fully ejaculate, I'm able to keep You're a, you know, keep a heart on and keep it going. And I could go back in there. So a part of that is a part of my control to where now I can still keep going. It's not like I have to, no, 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 no. And I have to just completely not, not like enjoy anything. Yeah. Right, right, right. No, no, it's not like that. And, and you, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, yeah. have, I don't give it up like that, but <laughs> so it would be like, it, it's not that I'm not enjoying myself, but to kind of what you're saying or what I thought you were trying to say in the beginning is about the whole ego thing and and how, you know, men feel like they have to come first. I think one of the main reasons why that rule is in place is because for most people's sexual interactions, once a man does orgasm and usually that is coincide with ejaculation, right? A lot of men don't have the, the, the luxury of being able to separate the two. Right. So typically when that happens, that could be game over for the entire evening. Mm. So the idea of a woman getting hers first or a man making mm. sure that she gets hers first is because he knows he's tapped he out. Do. Right. Right. For some people, the idea of lasting two hours or even being able to go for a round two or a round three, that's not the case for everybody. Mm. So yeah. I think that rule is set in place for a reason. Now, I guess, truth be told, it looks like that that might not always happen. If if we're talking about, I guess, to circle back to the idea of not only the wife of DJ Envy, but women in general, if a lot of women are out there are faking it, or let's say a lot of women out there might not even have, not necessarily don't have the ability to do it, but they're just not there yet. Yeah. And it's quite possible that a lot of sexual interactions are not ending where the woman... I would say most. Right. I mean, it, that's sure. an easy, easy yeah. right. target. Like, right. I would For say sure. most. I was, I was trying to be generous, yeah. but but I would say that it's not the case. But that's the goal to shoot for at the end of the day. I feel like we need to add, too, for the women who do fake orgasms, that there is a performance for women as well. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I my the way it has been in my mind is that men prefer, um, I don't know, healthy men anyways, prefer a woman who is very open, very, you know, passionate, like ready to come basically. Like they want a woman. You know, she's enjoying herself. Yeah. And a woman who like knows how, like I make this crass joke on a regular basis about like young girls are supposed to be hot, but like they don't know where their clit is. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, you definitely want to fuck somebody in their late thirties, not a teenager because they don't know what they're doing. And like, we'll throw down. Like we know, we know where everything is. We know what we like. We know how to please you. We know how to be pleased. So there's an experience factor. So when you're young, and you fake an orgasm, it's more like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't know. Right. Oh, oh, do it harder there, there, right, right there. Like, right. you don't know. You don't know. Right. So, like, you're you're faking it to keep up with the porn you think your boyfriend's watching. Mm-hmm. It's not For always sure. that, like, you're so displeased and you're trying to protect their ego. Sometimes it's that you don't know what the hell you're doing and you're trying to look that hot. That's a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. like, you're yeah. trying to look hot. And that's the other reason that, like, for me, I would never do it because I'm like, I've, I always took, felt like that's offensive to be like, 
don't put that on me that I'm supposed to be some level of evolved when you're like, you're definitely not. Let's be honest. Like <laughs> probably. Right. Like it's, don't put the pressure on the woman to like blow your mind. If you're not blowing yeah. her mind, like this should be a partnership. It's yeah. not my job to make you feel proud of yourself. Yeah. That's why I'd be like, right. I'm not coming. I'm not coming. Like if that hurts your feelings and go read a book, I guess. <laughs> Well, and, and I'm a huge fan of, okay, well, if we're going to have these roles in a relationship and, and we're going to have this masculine leadership role and then the feminine follow, even though, you know, it, it could be something that you might have to deal with within yourself, I still think that the responsibility should be on the man as a leader to sit down and have these conversations with this woman if she's not being satisfied, right? So if he does care, even though, Yes, it might not be our fault. It might not be something that we could fix because the idea of thinking that we could fix everything is just is crazy, right? But but I do think that it it should be the man's responsibility to sit down with his woman and have a discussion and figure out, hey, let's talk this through. Let's see what's going on. Is there something that I could do differently? Is there something that we need to talk about? Is there something that we can explore together? Right. Or, do you need to work or, on yourself? Do you need to work right. On yourself? I find like, that well, like very what, beautiful on your what, part. Like what needs to be we done? Expect it from everyone. And and yeah, I wouldn't either. And and I and I say that because if you're going to assume the role of a leadership, which I hope every man out there should then I would imagine that as a part of you being a leader, like this is something that you should kind of- I find this so interesting. Take responsibility and-, and I'm fucking fascinated You don't right want now, to- Because I don't agree. I don't either. Appreciate this exploring. To, to me, like- so Maybe it's let, a Scorpio thing. Let me ask I you. I feel like it's my job. If, if you had a, par- <laughs> you like you had a partnership, you and your buddy mm-hmm. start a business, who's the leader? If my buddy and I, we start a business, who's start a the business. leader? Start a business, who's the leader? Well, I guess we'll just have to- Establish that. Okay, so but your 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 partner could come to you with any number of things, and you could come to him with any number of things. Mm-hmm. Whose responsibility? Like, what what I'm intimating to is that a relationship that has a partnership that that mm-hmm. that's the core intent is that you're going to be with your partner. Mm-hmm. There is no direct leader. You both are leading each other, and you're giving each other space to be our own autonomous leader, leader of your own life. So if you're going to lead, you're leading your own life. If you want to bring it up. Because you can see that there's a thing that you know isn't being discussed, then that's on you. you I think know, she he's would discussing a version of chivalry and yeah. discussing the way we operate. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. And, and like, yeah. I can see it and understand that there is like a, that point of a, a, a leader is someone that leads in, and chivalry is that. It, I can tell you I, cool. when you first time we slept together, I felt like you were doing that. Like, if I'm gonna be hyperbolic, and this is not really how you wear it, I'm just like being extreme I felt like you're like I'm the man who's had sex with so many girls let me talk to you about how we just had sex and I was like go fuck yourself I'm a woman I know way more about my shit than you do let me tell you how to make me come and then we got there but like I there's no man on this earth including you who would be the only one who could who's coming to me to be like honey Let's talk about mm-hmm. your sex. And I'll be like, really? And, then, really? and just to be clear, that's not what I was saying. I was just saying that you need someone and then just tell you that, okay, well, we need to sit down and we need to talk about your sex because you're fucked up. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that as a leader in a relationship, and I'd argue that there is a leader in a relationship. I don't think yeah, it's just this 50 50 thing. It could be maybe 51 49, but there's going to be someone in a relationship 
that is going to be the one that's going to take a little bit more to lead than the other one. Do you think in and all it, categories or like per category? Like there's a can, sexual leader, be, a financial leader, a grocery shopping leader? Yes, yes. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't necessarily, yes. It could, in separate categories, someone takes a leadership in other things. Mm-hmm. But in the and, sex in this, category, men's responsibility. But no, 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 no. I'm not talking about sex right now. I'm talking about communication. Okay. So if whoever is going to be the one that's taking or holding a torch and going to be the quote unquote leader of making sure that things are communicated and things are talked out, talked about. If there is a hole in a relationship, such as someone not having an orgasm, period, period. And, and it kind of just tied into what we were talking about, about someone going 10 years without that. Mm-hmm. I think that if there's someone that's holding that torch it is a part a part of their responsibility to sit down and open up the door to have that communication in order to get that problem yeah. resolved. Yeah. I would add to it that maybe the person who's the leader of that conversation is the one who is finishing. Yes. So let's say the man is having the issue and the woman is not. Then it might be her job to be like, hey, honey, like, is everything okay? What's going on? Which would be the inverse of what you described. Like, right. Hey babe, I noticed like it's not the way it was or mm-hmm. it feels like maybe this isn't authentic for you. Like what's going on? How can I help? How can I be supportive? So you know what I mean? Like the one with the upper hand essentially, the one who's having the climax, maybe that's the the more comfortable person to take the lead on that conversation oh, okay. rather than making the Agreed. person who's not being like, hey, I'm I'm struggling. It would be a kindness for the other person to do it. Yeah, I but I I, 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 don't, I I see that. But then I also my head goes to no, like my pleasure is my responsibility. I feel that way too. You know sure. what I mean? If we're talking, I mean we could I feel we that could way apply too. That's all the categories. But if we're talking about sex, like I had an issue, then I was like, wait a minute, no time out. Like we need to talk about this. And it's just like you know what I'm saying because for me. With, and I, I guess that goes with everything. If if you feel like there's an issue, then it's on you. It's on you to bring it up. But you're also coming from a person that is okay with having those conversations. Right. I'm speaking to a person, or I'm speaking about a situation where someone might not be okay with having yeah. those conversations, or might not feel comfortable. I think that's where the leader should come up and go, "Hey, yeah, can we talk about this? Yeah. Can we can we create it, this?" Might not know, right? know. Yeah. Yeah. So then you'd have then I'd love to know about that couple again. I don't know who these people are because I didn't do my homework, but I would be curious to know if he um, suspected that she was. Well, if she was it. faking it, and so great, he might have thought that he was. Yeah. Well, she she was years. the one lying. So if know, they didn't talk about it, she was faking for knew. ten years. If he was in tune with her enough to know, like, but he had never seen her have a real one. If they've had ten years the of their, their first ten years, yeah. how would he know the difference? Right. She's just create. And I it is how joyful it is for them now, though. You know, like after the contrast of like ten years of not the real deal I to have like it right now, putting their yeah. business out there like that, very joyful. That she was like, listen, we just I want to tell this to the world because I want to help people. Yeah, now we're I want here everybody and to get off like, like this. Fucking amazing. Yeah. I would hope that that's the only reason you bring something I mean, like that. That's up. our joke about the the church of woke dick because right. I I would tell all of my friends like, do not settle. Don't right. do it. Never. It's never worth it. Get a great vibrator <laughs> and don't settle. Yeah. Like when you are with a good partner with mm-hmm. the good partner, yeah. there's there's nothing like it. No. Like not even toxic sexy sex. Like no. that's not even mm-hmm. it. Like yeah. So I get that. Write a book about it because you want to spread mm-hmm. that spread that good news. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Very generous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here we are. So uh, you me faking orgasms. <laughs> we already talked about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like we've been talking about orgasms for hours now. Uh, it's been just over an hour. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Appropriate. It doesn't feel that way to me. It feels like we're just kind of. Yeah. This is like... a night at Pepe's. This is what we would be doing right. with margaritas around. Uh-huh. Yeah. Except we'd be yelling it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys I would have said, this, and I would be. I would have said yeah. the C word probably three times at some point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was a point that I wanted to go back to, and I it completely slipped my mind. It had to do with the chivalry thing and then orgasming. The idea that men have to orgasm before men, or I'm sorry, men have to orgasm before women. <laughs> well, I, wow. I could just add, like, the intention or, like, um, again, hiding unwanted things in the fog. A good relationship, it, you, each autonomous person has that leadership place. They have that that role that they can play. Okay. And in an unhealthy relationship, it can get into, a like, a, a parent-child thing. Yeah. Right? So you want to stay out of that. You don't want to be the leader that is, like, like teaching you how to fucking live your life or teaching you, right. okay, this is exactly where the clit, whatever, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But if you're hiding it, if you're the one like holding back, it is your responsibility to like right. come forward and pull out because you're just lying. It's the omissions. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. fog is just creating a false reality of what mm-hmm. is. Right. This lady created a false reality for 10 years yeah. for her husband and then had to work out what that false reality was right. to then come into it. But she had to be the one to do it because she was the one creating the fog. Right. So that's where the leadership role is. It's leading your own self. It's not. Right. It's not like leading as a, a. You guys are partnered, and now I have this leadership role, and you have the. No, no, you lead yourself, and then the things that need to be worked on, you're going to have to come clean with, and that's where the accountability and vulnerability of the relationship comes from. And I don't and, even and, think I, and I and I about it though. You know, like I feel like you have to kind of feel that out. Like I can't think of a specific example, but like if you were doing something um i mean i could come up with a specific example but i feel like i'm really putting you in the hot seat today i if you were doing something and hiding it from me uh-huh. and i i detect it mm-hmm. i could wait for you to come clean but that makes me like i'm hiding something now too because i know so like it's a kindness i think to come to you and be like hey honey do you want to give me that again like mm-hmm. You can throw your partner and a that bone is a kindness when certainly. you feel like they're holding back too. Chivalrous and that's, moment, and, and that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about. At, I, at no point when I was talking about being in the leader, yeah. I wasn't speaking of mansplaining or sitting someone down and be like, "This is your vagina." Da, da, da. I'm talking about just opening opening up the doors for communication. If you know your partner and you understand it, it's your role to make sure that those things happen. For instance, just to take things off of sex, right? Mm -hmm. I know that in our relationship, whenever her and I, we have disagreements, whether she's in the right or in the wrong, or I'm in the right or I'm in the wrong, I'm usually the one having to make sure that if peace is going to be made, it's going to be made by me, regardless of if I was right or if I was wrong. But I'm working on that. No, 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 no. And it's not to take away from you. And I I know that you're working on it, right? And we haven't haven't had any of these situations in a while. But but understanding my position in the relationship and, and understanding my woman, right, I know that the olive branch is going to be extended out by me, not that I expect her to then... You need to say sorry. You're you need right. to do anything like that. But it's like you. a, mm-hmm. it's like a. That's your kindness. Something, yeah. Yeah. something, because that's a part of my role. You're and, opening the and, door. I got you. That's sweet. Right. And so then, if if I'm going to be the 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 more leader in a the relationship, then I feel it's my responsibility to make sure that 
whether it's the good or the bad, I'm in control of how that goes because I know she's expecting me to make sure that she's being led into the right direction. Not that she needs it, not that she needs it, but it's just me understanding her, her energy, her feminine energy. And, and that you're willing to. And and yeah. and so she's trusting mm-hmm. that I'm going to make sure that this ship doesn't sink. Yeah. So And you doing that enough because that's a wound that I have had to heal mm-hmm. has made me bring my walls down to like, oh, I want to extend the olive branch. Even, like, and working on that right. because that's some shit I had to work right. through. You were just more evolved in that category than I was. And it's something that I needed to work on. But you consistently showing me that you were willing to extend that kindness to me made me be like, oh, it's okay. I can do that too. Right. You know what I mean? And and just to kind of tie it back to what I guess you're, the point you were trying to make. And I guess this is where our conversation is kind of weird. Like it's almost like we're having two different conversations because we're talking about this woman that hid mm-hmm. the idea of not only hid the idea that she didn't have orgasms, but she was faking it. So how the mm-hmm. hell would he know? Right. right? Mm-hmm. I guess when, what I was speaking to is speaking to someone that, you know, you were, you weren't being deceived. You weren't being lied mm-hmm. to. You just had a partner kind of like what you were saying where you're not faking it, but it's not being had. Yeah. And so even even what you were expressing with your the, the relationships that you had with your mm-hmm. ex-husband, mm-hmm. right? He was still open to having yeah. those conversations with you in order to allow all of that to come in, which it, that doesn't mean that you didn't initially have the idea to do this, but the idea that he was willing to be open in having that conversation, I would believe that a lot of people wouldn't do that or there would be a good amount of people out there that wouldn't do that which yeah. would then lead women to feel the need to fake it, fake it. Mm-hmm. and again that's not to to take away the the wildness from faking it and being you know lying I mean, it's and very understandable i don't want right. to i'm not judging anyone who does it when i when i describe like my vehement distaste for it i just mean for me yeah i'm so uncomfortable lying about it for a million reasons but i don't but you also know that you're rare like I, I mean, you, so you say. Yeah. So I'm learning, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't judge yeah. anybody for hiding. Right. Like I get it. Yeah. I get why people right. do it on right, both right, right. sides for sure. Because it's it's easy. It's easy, especially when it comes to something as sensitive as sex, yeah. and especially when you're a woman who feels like if I say something negative about the sex, I'm also going to hurt his ego. Well, that's right. where the statement and things it's like okay. that. It happens to everybody, right? And that's, like, that's the statement. I'm not right. saying right. I don't it's know. Simple kindness. I don't know if I agree that it's easy to lie about it, but I, I would say that it's easier than easier, the truth, easier, for right? Sure. In yeah. The, yeah, right, right, right. Like right. in the in that situation, a, a woman is like, "Oh, this is no good." What and then do I you're, do? In, and then she just and then she's in it. And ten years later, yeah. like where I'm sure she had hit a point where it's like, "Well, I'm in it now. Yeah. I gotta ride right. this the fuck out." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been ten fucking. Years. And you know what? Like, there's there's so much to it. It's not that simple. I mean, I guess she's a, a grown woman. I'm thinking of my own life. When I did go to therapy and the doctor and all that, I I learned later that I was having orgasms before, but like I couldn't connect it with my brain. Mm-hmm. So when I started having orgasms that I was aware, like okay, this is definitely an orgasm, mm-hmm. got it. Then my memories came back, and I'm like, oh, that's happened okay, before. I was. Yeah, it totally was. I just like wasn't willing to give my boyfriend before him the credit, or like I wasn't willing to connect with him in that way. I wasn't mm-hmm. willing to give it up like emotionally, mm-hmm. but like. You could you could lie to yourself about it too. Sure. You could absolutely be like, "I'm mm-hmm. I'm not coming." When you you might be, I know that sounds crazy, but like yeah, first I, experience, mm-hmm. you can. Yeah, 
I think it will only sound crazy to us because for a man, it's just it's completely different. We we have evidence. We have evidence. Right? <laughs> like there, there are times where I've joked with my friends around, like I should really call my first boyfriend and be like, hey, I was coming. I'm sorry. I just didn't know. I learned it later. Don't worry, I, I'll never do that. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, man, like five years of trauma for him. This is how deep Oops. your truth game goes. I know. Like, I, I call everyone all the way back. 20 years later, <laughs> I wanted you to know. Turns out I was coming. <laughs> Okay, bye. In case that was bothering <laughs> But I, I do remember the the point that I was, tr- or that I was going to make before, or the idea that I had before was when you were speaking about the idea of men coming first and da 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 da. I will say this: there is something to, and and I've expressed this to you. There's something to when you say, "Hey, babe, don't worry about me." Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. You see, what I'm saying, and so when I know that I don't have to worry about making sure that my woman's taken care of because that's off the table because now she just wants to give me the gift of pleasure, mm-hmm. right? Those orgasms are way different than, well, not not always way different, but a lot of times those are different because it is now completely about me. Mm-hmm. And now I get to fully let go. I don't have to worry about anything. So if it happens in mm-hmm. 30 seconds or if it happens in five minutes or whatever it may be, it doesn't matter because I'm not concerned with making sure that I last. And, you Performing. Know, it's hard right. to, I love that you uh, mentioned that. I love that because, like, as a very considerate lover that you are, like, I don't know if we've verbalized this outright in words or if we just have the talks, like, energetically, but... Like, I think that's not discussed as much either. Like, as women, we also like to please you. Like, it's not just about, do you like us? Do you think we're pretty? Yes. Do you think we're skinny? Do you, right. do you make you feel accomplished or something? Mm-hmm. Like, did you feel like you made us come? It's not always that. Sometimes, right. like, like if we have sex and it's like, you come in two minutes or 30 minutes, sometimes that two-minute one, I'm like, oh, damn, yeah. you really like me. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so right. glad you had that. Like, right. It's like, I get thrilled, too, by your thrill, you know? Right. Like, it's not all about you blowing my mind. Like, right. And it's not about me performing for you. Like, I want you to enjoy it, which is another reason why, like, if you drag on because you think I haven't enjoyed it, I'm like, wait, it's not fun for me if you're not enjoying it. Right. It's a, if it's a favor for me, it's right. not, I'm out. Like, let's just go make dinner. Like, I'm, we could do this later, you know? And he's the pleaser. Yeah. Like, he's the one, like, I mean, I'm more of, you know, I'm more of the receiver than you are. But, like, sometimes I'm like, no, I want to be the pleaser. Like, yeah. I want you to get yours. Like, I, because he, that's, it's typically the other way around. Right. And it's like, sometimes I'm like, no, but, like, I, I want to do that for you, too. Yeah, and but I, not, need... I wouldn't say it's just ego, either. It's like, you want to please him. Right, like, right, 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 right. I think no, if like, you, if it was right. in a way that you, like, never let us do it, then I think ego could come in hand where I'm right. like, wait, do you not like it when I do that? Like, right. But, I don't know, I don't, I think right. that's something that men skip over, too, in the whole masculinity thing, like. Remember, we want to please you. But I need that confirmation before I can be open to just let that happen. Because naturally, because I am the pleaser, just, and I, and again, and you know, that's not saying that you're not, right? Right. But because that's just who I am, right? Right. Then naturally, because I know that that's why we had to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I had to be like, hey, babe, I'm just going to, I'm just need to say, this is going to be about you and I want you to come when you're ready to come. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Because I know that about you. But without that, I'm going to make sure that, yeah. And you know, I'm going to, I'll just grab you up and just <laughs> go down and just, I don't expect anything in return just because it's just how I want. I just like. want to make like. you feel honest. good about you. 
You see what I'm saying? Right. Or, or, and it makes me feel good because I'm making you feel good. So we're both winning here, right? So unless I get that confirmation from you, right. then yeah. it just wouldn't happen organically where out of nowhere I'm just nutting yeah. in two minutes. It just, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and if I did, then that's, then that's me making a conscious decision to allow that to happen. And it doesn't mean that I'm faking it. Mm-hmm. It just means that I have to go. Okay, you I'm going to do this just to right, yeah. just just to do it. It wouldn't be just out of nowhere that you, I just lost all control and just like because it's. <laughs> I, this is what I love about the variety of sex, and like I know we're getting to monogamy, so this is my favorite thing about monogamy is the the variety that comes with it. It's like if you like finish really quickly, like. That doesn't necessarily, you know, you have like the soul connection sex, right? Where you can go for mm-hmm. two hours and like for real, like I don't know what you guys, but like, we like trip, like we see colors, we're like having visions together. Like I barely know like what his physical body is like at the time because we're in our own like light fest or something. Yeah. <laughs> like we have that kind of sex, but then we also have sex sometimes that's just like bam, quick, hard, amazing. Like it yeah. could be a two minute right. thing. And I'm like, you know, it's nice to also be appreciated as a woman with like boobs and a vagina and not just your soulmate. Like, <laughs> right. cause sometimes yeah. all the soulmate sex, I'm like, wait, but do you still think I'm hot though? Like I'm, I'm still yeah. shallow enough that I want you to like think about me in a shallow way too. So like I, I need both. I like that we have both. Like there are times where like he won't want to rush if we don't have time. I'm like no rush, baby, let's go. Like I want, I want to be hot enough and I think you're hot enough. Like that you don't need a warm up period and like a mixtape. Right. Like I, I like the variety. I think. Wait, do you guys have sex to music? No, I don't. No. Oh, I was like, hold up. No, no I just said that as okay. A, I know, I know, I know. The kids I, are cutting the grass. I figured, I figured. And, you know, but I was like, okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't do. I could probably do music, but oh, sorry. Um, but I, I, I'd prefer not. And no. like, I can't. If there's a TV on, I cannot. Can not, can <laughs> like the, the one time we had sex with Seinfeld on. Oh, that was, oh that no, was no. There's nothing you want to hear more. Oh, it was worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly like what it was. Track. Track. Oh, it was, it was terrible. It was terrible. Not, that's not good. I just can't. And I just, I get distracted. And it's like, you could, we could be having the best time physically. <laughs> and I'm still like, like <laughs> listening. Like, I can't, I can't, it's too much for me. Yeah. Very sensitive. Okay. We can pause. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll pause and then we can, we can get some monogamy. All right, people, we are back. We're back. I was getting the uh, I got a pee look. So uh, we took a little smooth break and now we're back at it for round two. Round number two. So anything else anyone wants to say about the whole? Nope. Done with that. Okay. All right. So next thing I wanted to talk about, which we kind of already talked about a little bit. So I know it's going to get kind of interesting. Monogamy. Mm -hmm. Monogamy in today's time but before we get into what it looks like today i want the question answered is monogamy something that is natural to us by us human species or is it something that we've adopted solely through what we consider is the right or the wrong thing to do in today's society does it have nothing to do with nature and is it all just nurture slash society? I'm going to go with 100% nurture and society. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a modern function that was just not necessary until it was. Gotcha. Now, and just to be clear, I know monogamy, I guess by definition, mono, one, gummy is spouse, right? Not just speaking about that. 
not just one spouse, but just one partner that you're dealing with sexually. And I, I guess that would be more what it means nowadays more than anything, right? Oh, I guess that's a good distinction to make yeah. that because you could have one spouse and many lovers if that's something you agree upon or right. even if it's not. Mm. Correct. Correct. But the, so. even then, like to have one spouse and many lovers, you have the spouse for a specific reason. And usually that's the modern convenience of some kind. You were a dowry, you know, throughout history, women being sold off for land and other things. Like that's, again, modern, mm-hmm. modern establishment. Right. But like as as monogamy developed from moving away from that to choice, like autonomous choice, which mm-hmm. we have now, the autonomous choice to do so is is still a it, it's a modern convenience. It's a technology that we're allowed to utilize now. And I was telling when he fir- first brought this up, I always think of like Eric Weinstein's book Hunter Gathers Guide to the 21st Century because he, he talks about you know the first principles and like evolutionarily speaking, like it's really really recent that we could pin down paternity. Just the act of being able to say you got pregnant and I can test and verify that it's my child. Like that oh, is Oh, so now you have to make her an honest woman. And that's new. That's new. Like that's a that's a real thing. And then still in many cultures in in uh, in Africa and some of the other, you know, third world cultures like uncles are the responsible fathers because paternity could always be contested. So then they've just developed cultures where that role is a guarantee, right? If you're the brother of this woman, you're guaranteed lineage like that. That's solid. It keeps the tribe together, does all the the same functions that you would need from a father figure in a monogamous relationship of some kind, a steady, consistent parent in that in that regard. But it's still all that's all modern conveniences to stay with the same person. We don't I mean, there's a reason pornography has such a variety. It's because men have have a sense for looking for multiple different women's and always being able to be reproductive. Like even into our later, later years, we can still be very reproductive. Whereas mm-hmm. women, you got a short window. You In got comparison, the, you yeah. got the eggs that you were given, and that's it. Right, right. I would say, like, okay, so modern. It's nurture. It's society. It's a way to control money. It was the thing yeah. about before. And, it, and I'm mostly talking about North America again. So, like, it was, like, you know, before women were working, you had to go from your daddy to your husband, all of that, all of that. But in, I would say, like, since, I don't know, 80s, 90s, 2000s, like, now there's a whole other piece to it that I think is really worth considering, which is, like, actual love and romance. Because we don't need marriage anymore. We can work. Divorce isn't even a big deal anymore. So, at this point... And speaking of someone who has married three times now, like, why the hell would I do it if I wasn't crazy in love with you? You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. so I think that's it's evolved into something even more precious and interesting and romantic. But it, certainly that's not its origin. I, I just had a curious thought, like how much how much of our modern take on monogamy comes from our lives being extended longer? Like when you were when you were you know let's say two hundred years ago life expectancy is fifty five you know at that probably probably not even that probably not even that you're like I'll marry whatever because we're gonna die yeah Yeah. or or your your (laughs) wife big deal your wife has a very high probability of dying during childbirth right and then where's monogamy at that point you have a child she dies you still have to you know put kids on the farm I'm gonna I'm gonna assume (laughs) so 
<laughs> there's just so much part of technology and in the human species that have given us that opportunity to be monogamous, like to make that a choice and then to choose it because like we have these long extended lives and we can have these long, long extended it makes relationships. The commitment now. sweeter and more yeah. romantic and more dangerous and it's a bigger risk. I look at it as like this awakening of of like the human consciousness and being able to make those choices because we are looking for through social media and the, the gathering of information yeah. n- now, like divorce has, has gone down, right? Because in my opinion, you know, I don't know the specific reasons, but I do know the statistically divorces have, have dropped, which is unique, but you and I met on hinge, right? We lived two miles away from each other, but we had to go to this mm-hmm. like platform that like expanded out the net of like who you could connect with, which is again a technology and like parses you out by your compatibility. Yeah, it's super new. Actual science, right? Mm-hmm. The old technology was a cotillion, you know, at one point, or you know, uh, social, like the what are the what are those like dressed up ladies that yeah, go like out? Debuts, debutantes. Oh, the debutantes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that was the technology for the era. We have a technology now that like allows for this really concise connection to a person that is closely incompatible to you that you can then spend your life with. And I think more people are wanting or being able to like the, the technology has given us this opportunity to find that right person, find that right balance within the chaotic mix of your own traumas, your own life that we all like, we all have all these different experiences, but you know, monogamy is a, a greater choice now and been given to us because of technology where it wasn't allowed. I think it's a benefit for the future because it can allow for deeper meaning relationships. All the stuff we're talking about, orgasms, mm-hmm. all the different communication points mm-hmm. that we're getting to, the way people are dynamically talking about how relationships are structured and founded now, that comes from all this new technology, YouTube, yeah. books, all, all the different things that we have. It's going to be more and more important to what end? I don't know. Like To what end is like really good, committed relationships with people that are ha- that are finding each other earlier in their lives having longer lives, setting up better, like, uh, patri- uh, you know, patriarchy, ma- matriarchy structures, you know, for their, their next generations. Like, what is, what is that impact 30, 40, 50 years from now? Because people found each other on Hinge and Tinder. How's that going to play out on monogamy? Right. You have an interesting, like, global perspective of this thing. I was thinking about it, like, pretty selfishly I guess and like individual at least in terms of like if we're going to be together until one of us dies this means let's say we make it to 100 I'm not great at math but that's what 60 something years right Mm -hmm. versus the longest relationships I've been in are like five years seven years if we count it but not really two years you know so, and then, and I'm like a, I'm a long relationship person. Most people are dating for a few months over right. and over and over and over. Right. And so I always felt this way about dating too. Like the men before you were not my men for, for sure. But my girlfriends were having a new man every other month. And it, it's not just about like the sexual partners, but the relationship, the first date, the second date, the meeting, the parents, the holidays, mm-hmm. the posting it on Facebook, all of these like milestones that they repeat with a new person. And what I've detected is like, you're 
you're really dating yourself over and over and over and over. You're telling the same story on your first date. You're doing the same outfit or the same trick or the same game in bed. You're just, you're projecting your best self repeatedly with a new person. And so are they. And so you can only go so far anyways. But like the longer you're with one person, because inevitably you change, you grow, you I mean, hopefully, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't repeat shit, you know? So yeah. there's an intimacy that comes with the, just the passing of time, you know, like even I would say you could say this about friends too. Like, like when we first met, when you and I first met, like we clicked, Mm -hmm. but if you look at us on day one to now, it's like, I mean, you could probably finish my sentences, you know, like, you know, my heart and like that only comes with spending time together. Right. And so like, and I, this can work in the inverse too. Like what? I'm sweating. I'm I'm just trying to cool myself down. Um, when we met and he was like, so perfect for me. Well, for one, for the first 24 hours, I literally thought it was my best friends catfishing me. I was like, this is too much. You can't be real. This is Candace or Anna fucking with me. (laughs) Um, but in the beginning it was just like, God, you're so perfect for me. You're perfect for me. How could you say that? How could you know that? Like everything, the, the like obscure poets that I like, like, just really weird stuff that I was like, I am into this, and I I was, but at the same time, I was like, fearful because I was yeah. like, no, this is all projection. You're projecting yeah. to me the things that I want to see, the mm-hmm. things that you have in common with me. That's all I see in you because this is what we do at first, right? Like, I can only see the things that we have in common for a while. And so he was also falling in love with me, if I may. Yes. And I felt like you're just seeing in me what you love about yourself. So we're just projection fest over here. <laughs> and I don't know if I can trust this yet, but yeah. as the time passed and then the projection phase stops and you go through some shit, it's like, then I know that like you love me, a separate human from who you are and your experiences and the things we share in common. And I love you for the same things. And then you go through a thing like, I won't go through all the bad things we've gone through, but we've gone through several really challenging things. Mm-hmm. With our families, with our exes, with our children, with our jobs. With each other. With each other. And going through it and not breaking up and starting over so that I can just project myself onto another handsome dude. It's like I am not the same as I was a month ago Mm -hmm. or a year ago or two years ago when we met. So as we go on the way to 104, according to a dream I had once. 106, 104. Um. A joint suicide on the beach, isn't oh that my sweet? God. So I had you. this very vivid dream so of us being like, "Okay, let's die now." Yeah. We like swallowed some pills and cuddled on the beach, and we left letters for our family. We we're like, "I know it's weird for you, but it's great for us." Hashtag goals. I know. I mean, it was very vivid. Get out of here. It was very vivid. Like I feel like in another universe, we did that. That happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But assuming we make it that long, right? Mm-hmm. If you spend life with me for another sixty years, knowing how intense these two years have been, and knowing how much you've like let yourself see me and I've let you see me you like back and forth it's like you cannot get that shit with a new boyfriend every six months right you're just gonna date yourself over and over and over while all your skin sags and your freckles come in Mm -hmm. and you doubt yourself because your physical youth is fleeting but like if you can be with one person that intimacy like you cannot replace that with a new lover yeah no I guess I should say if it's your person yeah, I, th- Maybe that. I think that's okay. really important. Maybe yeah, that right. because if Honestly. because obviously you don't get you don't get married three times if you didn't get divorced at least twice, right? <laughs> obviously, I don't believe in monogamy if it's the wrong person. So, but right. I I think there's, I think there was a time where like our generation would shit on marriage, and 
I always took it as like, you're just cowards. You're just afraid of what will happen if you have to go through a fourth year because you know what to do for years one through three. But like, what are they going to do when they really know you? And a version of you that you don't know yourself yet. Right. You have to mm-hmm. let someone see that. Like you mm-hmm. can't edit it as you go. You can't filter that. You can't Snapchat it. Like you have to be with this human indefinitely if you really want to. And like, I don't, I, to me, that's like wildly intimate. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I do like the fact that you said that, um, you know, your opinion of people that say, hey, monogamy isn't this thing that we should have da, 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 is because of just not wanting to be vulnerable or kind of being a coward in a sense, because it is the easier route to take just to say, no, this is just something we're not designed to do. So we're just not going to just do yeah, it. Like it's an institution. It's just a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, right. really? Well, then why haven't right. you done it? It's mm-hmm. not just a piece of paper. There's some weight to that right. paper. Now, at heart, I'm a hopeless romantic. So at the end of the day, I would like to believe that it is something that is programmed in us in something that we want to do. And then as I think about, okay, well, we do have jealousy. We do have the the natural inclination to be possessive. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that are about us that I think make monogamy make sense. So I don't want to just take away the idea that, okay, this is 100% uh, you know, society driven or, you know, just, just something that we're just programmed to do because it just, well, we are, but we there's are the romance of being like, I, I want you and I forsake yeah. all other men to be with you. No matter how like hot or interesting somebody ever is who comes up to me, it's like, nope, it's just Joshua right. and no one else until because I die. Like that's, that's very romantic. And, and, and again, it's to, to kind of piggyback off of what you're saying you can't take away what we are as human beings. It, it, it You don't have to teach jealousy. Yeah. We're that, right? Yeah. You don't have to teach possessiveness. You see that from a child, mine, mine. So I think it's a natural thing for me to love another human being so much so where I say mine and then you feel the same way and you say mine and then now we're mutually exclusive to one another and we try to ride this out it doesn't necessarily have to be in perpetuity but it could be we ride this out as long as as we both agree that we want to ride this out right Right. so one of the questions that you raised in a previous episode was you know do you think it's rational or do you think it's fair to ask someone to be monogamous to you or you know as long as you're in a relationship i think that is a fair thing to ask of someone and i think that if that's something that you require because again we could sit here and say whatever we want to say but at the end of the day every relationship is different right it's an it's a spectrum some people are open to it and it and right and if, and if both parties are then cool then that works for you mm-hmm. but if you are in a relationship where exclusivity is important to the two of you mm-hmm. right i think it is something that is fair to ask of someone while we are together to just be with me yeah and i, I like that you say that because i I say all those things, but in full candor, my first two marriages were nothing like this relationship at all. And they, I, I got married for quote unquote wrong reasons and all that. And by the time we were dating, it was like, do we really need to get married? We've been married a bunch of times. We got a bunch of kids. We love each other. We're committed. We're going to be together forever. Mm-hmm. Do we really need to get married? And I felt myself, I've, I've never felt possessive of anyone except for him. I've never dealt with jealousy except mm-hmm. I don't like, I'm not like actually jealous, but like if somebody tried, I would be like, uh, no, no, <laughs> hard no. Like, right. so that I, I like that you mentioned that because I think that doesn't get enough weight in like 
modern relationships that it's it, it is endearing to be possessive and be like because in my past relationships I would be like whatever I don't give a shit like like I don't know if I was acting like I didn't care if I just actually didn't care I, didn't I feel care, like right. I didn't care because I didn't feel possessive of this person but with him I'm like I gotta lock this down I, I, I you can't be with anyone else like you have to be mine like that mm-hmm. whole mine thing like I feel that with you and I I haven't felt that with anyone else so it's a the special component of the deal. Right. And I would also extend it to not just um, like sexual relationships, but emotional ones. Like being with you, I had to shut it down emotionally with some people and future people too. Cause I, I know myself and I've had, I haven't had a lot of like physical affairs, but emotional ones for sure. And so like, that's another part of monogamy for me. Like emotionally, like I, I'm yours and no one else. Like you get, you get all of me and, like my friends get what friends get, you know. Like right, like right, and it, and it, and it it makes sense. Did you want to say something? Well, no. Were you gonna say something? No, no, no. No, I was gonna say what you said about emotionally. That made me think too. Like that's, it's important for both people, but I think for women especially because we, not that men don't need to connect because obviously everybody needs the connection, but there's something about and we had this conversation where. Most of the time, if women are going to step out, it does start off as an emotional thing because we need that connection versus for men. It could just be physical. Right. And it's it doesn't even need to mean shit first. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And a man who is willing to like. Take a crack at a taken woman is going to go for the emotional prey. Right. It's like you look men now look sad. Right. What's up? You want to talk? Yeah. Yeah. I like to talk. I live, I appreciate this friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then those vultures kind of get in and they go, oh my gosh, I understand how you feel because I'm, I'm going like through a similar too. thing. Uh, right. Yeah. And so now you're preying on that. And yeah. then at the end of the day, this is just what you. you One thing know. leads to another and you're at Pepe's eight margaritas deep. Just like we can't live this life anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real thing that happened. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, that's the hypothetical. I mean, just supposing, supposing that you're in a situation, <laughs> no. you wind up. I did want to point out, like, when you bring up how this, like, it's there's a social context to it, mm-hmm. right? In the natural way, right? The natural, like, is this a natural function, right? Like, naturally, we're social. Like, we thrive when we have a connection with somebody doesn't matter if it's male doesn't matter if it's female but we like having connections yeah right. like that we've devolved naturally because it's survival again mm-hmm. it just comes back to survival mm-hmm. but i think that need to be connected with people and, and have social you know groupings can be morphed into a dude that's going off and banging whomever and whatnot and finds his you know whatever his needs and drives are and he's getting that social contact but the idea of like the romanticism of what what we're talking about, monogamy and, and connecting in that emotional way. It's it's You gotta keep that connection alive at home. Like Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. It's only a good thing if it's a good thing. You gotta stay connected. Right. So one thing that you mentioned earlier was the idea that marriage is in in we've we've tapped in in the we, we tapped up we tapped in on this discussion in a previous episode and then in our private life we had a completely opposite discussion as mm-hmm. far as marriage marriage being this antiquated idea not antiquated in a sense where it's this thing that's not necessary because it's not necessary for the relationship to thrive 
but it's antiquated in the sense where it's not necessary for the reasons that it was probably developed, right? right? right. Yeah. When it was developed, I would like to believe that it was developed because of man needed woman, woman needed man, right? Men needed women to, to, to do the things that we weren't doing back then as well as pass down our seeds, right? And then women needed us for shelter, you know, to be provided for and things like that. And so in order to make this bond work, the two people needed one another. So that's why the idea of marriage made sense. Not to mention it, it also, I guess to what you were saying, mama, mama, baby, papa, maybe, right? Like that was how it was before. So up until we were able to have DNA testing, Men really didn't know that the, mm-hmm. that the kid was theirs, right? Women always knew that the child was theirs because it came from you. Mm-hmm. So to give us the, the security of, hey, this is my child because we are bonded together, meaning that you won't step out on me, I won't step out on you, then now I can take care of this seed all the way to the end because I chose to create my lineage with you mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. as opposed to all right i'm just gonna you know come in you i'm gonna come in you i'm gonna come in you and then whatever happens happens right so i'm gonna stick around to make sure that you're taken care of throughout the nine months and then i'm gonna be there to hopefully take care of you when you have the child because things can happen yada 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 but now we find ourselves where that's not necessary because men and women are, are able to function in society solo without the need of the other person. And society has kind of taken us away from the idea of having children, which is why you see a lot of people not have children, more people than we've ever seen before that are choosing not to have children. And if you are choosing to have children, it's more than likely later on in life when it happening may, may not be a thing because of age, yada, 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 more so for women than men, which is what you were, you were touching on before. But, but we are seeing this thing that's happening in society where we're having a harder time living a comfortable life solo because of inflation, because of how things are going. So one of the questions that I did have with this whole monogamy topic was, are we seeing kind of like a full circle thing where we're seeing Man needing woman, woman needing again. man. Yeah. Style again, yeah. like pickling vegetables. <laughs> People are sewing their own clothes and getting married. Making sourdough. Right. Yeah. As a necessity, not in order to live, because you and I, we had a conversation last night, right? Or was it two nights ago? Where we were saying, we don't need one another. Yeah. But damn, the way life is now and, and with you know, rent going up and everything, easier. it's yeah. like in order for me to live a comfortable life mm-hmm. and in order for you to live a comfortable life, try we up. do need each other. Yeah. Not yeah. only that, but like have you guys had nights, I'm sure you have, but like I know before you moved in, we would see each other most nights, most nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a few months where Lily moved in with you and you couldn't come over every night anymore. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm a bad bitch. I'm a single mom. I got two babies and a job and I handle it and I'm talking shit about my ex and all this. So I don't need anybody. This is just my new boyfriend and whatever. But when he wasn't able to be there every night, like I was remarkably different. I could feel it. I was more anxious. I was quicker to anger. Even with my own kids who I freaking love, like they'd done nothing wrong. It's just like I noticed his absence. And that's when I started noticing like, oh, like, I don't know what I thought it was before, but. 
in your absence, I notice how much I really want you here. Mm -hmm. Like I want you under Mm -hmm. this roof, just doing this bullshit night routine with me. Not because I need your help because I don't, but like, I just missed him. Like you can be independent and not need each other, but it it doesn't mean you don't want each other, you know? And I've never had that before. I was going to say, is it okay? You're right. Right. I think it's okay to say that you need that other person. Now I'm like shameless about it. He does almost more than I do. I think sometimes, but it's like in the beginning, that's sweet. (laughs) But yeah, also true. She does. You do way more. You did just so much more than I do. But even not needing him to do the things, just being there around while you do the things yeah just the need that connection to have him there be under the same fucking roof all the time like that that's okay to need somebody in that way or even like what you just saw even just that no matter who's doing more or what or who's doing the tasks or whatever just to have someone be like no babe you're the shit no babe you are no you are (laughs) like that is love that is life-giving and i was living without that until i met him yeah so like, Likewise. yeah, that's a, that's a need. That's a, if that's a function of modern marriage, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're in. It's the need to feel a part of a tribe. Like that's, that's, I think that's where most of, if we go down the inflation route where mm-hmm. people have to just group together it's now. It's like too expensive to not be in a tribe. It's too expensive not to be in a tribe. And right. it is the same function as it was, you know, millennia ago when, you just had a scarcity of resources and you all had to group together to make sure those resources. It's the same thing. We're playing right. out the exact same situation. But with the differences and the blessing is that now we get to actually pick somebody that we love. And not just and choose. Exactly. You get a, with you get a broad, generalized area you know? to yes. choose from. Yeah. Like Imagine they have plenty of studies showing you arranged marriages do just as well. Sorry, babe. Yeah. You know, like uh, arranged marriages are shown to do just as well or better than the ones that we choose. But it, But it's like... Yeah, like it's it's an even more incredible blessing that we chose each other. Like that's right. That's a extra wild. Like we took a big risk. We can't blame this on like you know Yentl. Like we we took a big risk in choosing each other, and it's working out. Like you know, I heard thing. about someone broke down. I can't remember what I was watching or reading or something about how that works and why it is that they think it works the way that that it does most of the time. It's like it's a lack of responsibility. Well, and when you don't marry for love. Even when love isn't there or fades, you don't leave for love because that's not what yeah, you married for. True. Married for duty. So yeah. that, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's true. So and if you're you end both up- in the situation kind of against your will. So it's like you're not mad at each other. No right. one roped each other in. Your resentment yes. doesn't get to build. Yeah, so there's something yeah. about like when you marry for love and when the love goes away, you're like, oh, well, what are we even doing anymore? I'll like, tell you what, though. I was I was well aware of this fact because I, I would read a lot in between marriages about marriage and the institution of marriage and the history of it because I'm a nerd and I was like trying to wrap my mind around why would I ever do this again? And it, it fucked me up in a way that like after my first divorce, I was like, I got to a place where I was like, it actually doesn't matter who you marry. Like it's, it's an inside game of like making it work with a human. And that made me fishtail real bad into marriage number two. And like, thank God I got kids out of it and I love them and I would be lost without them. Like I love those babies, but for sure, like there were so many flags that I ignored. Cause I'm like, no, I can make it work with anyone. I'm a good communicator. I'm, I'm here. Arranged marriages work. If yeah. arranged marriages work and it's all about yeah. me and the work I've done on myself, then I can make this work. And like, that's, that's not that the case. And the whole love is a choice thing that fucked me up. Yeah. Big time. 
I'm like, oh, well, I can choose to love this person. Yeah. I can choose to stay. Yeah, love is an action. to make love this work. Love is a choice. Work. Love is a yeah. verb. All that. And it's like, it is, but there's also another thing where, like, I can't not love you. Like, right. I can be real mad at you. Like, there's been a couple low points that if you were another person, I wouldn't have spoken to you again. I would just never have spoken to you again. I would have left you at the airport. I wouldn't have told you. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, I'm not even joking. But because it's you, I'm like... I don't even have a choice. I'm angry and I'm stuck with you because I love you so much. I don't know how to leave you. I can't leave you. And like, I, I also know that that's not toxic weirdness and it's the right thing to do. Like it's a weird, does that make sense? Yes. Yes. To be fair, it it was definitely not infidelity. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To be clear. This is is a reaction to, to, it's a dumb choice on my part, but it wasn't like I stepped no, out. No, no, no. I'm yeah. strict. Yeah. My Our low points are not that low for normal people. Yeah. I'm a real pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. So so I, I know that this whole, that the whole monogamy question is not going to be answered here objectively. I mean, this is all subjective thoughts. I mean, we're just spitballing and this is completely anecdotal because we don't have the facts to back any of this shit up. But I will say this. Aside from the idea that, you know, marriage being this whole antiquated idea and, you know, yada, 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 it's not necessary. One of the things that I guess made us want, wanted to, or one of the things that made us want to go down the rabbit hole of exploring marriage again mm-hmm. because we were both we both walked into this relationship like ah we're not gonna do this what's the point da, 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 da. we could just yeah. love each other for the you know until we don't love each other anymore whether it be death or you know five yeah, years or now, whatever the hell knows <laughs> and uh we just ride this train out there, there is something to be said about anything that has been set as far as rules go because regardless of what you believe in whether it's uh god not you know whatever religion is there's something to be said about these books that have been crafted for mankind to read and take in and kind of use that as a uh, way of life is because this shit has been done for years and years and there has been trials and tribulations and there have been things put to test there's some best practices and, mm-hmm. and, and, and i think it's safe to say that a lot of these things that we do see in writing not all of it mm-hmm. but a lot of this it just fucking works yeah right yeah. and one of the thing the number one thing that i value about the idea of marriage is that it does give you some sort of sense of security up here yeah and it doesn't mean that if you know you need to be married because you know you're you're insecure it has nothing to do with insecurity for me, it had everything to do with the idea that now this person isn't just going to get upset with me and it's just going to walk out on me because it's that simple and they can. Ties, yeah. Right? yeah, you're stuck. Mm-hmm. There's, there's yeah. something to be said about, you know, and we're obviously we're not at this point yet because we don't live with one another. But we're we spend enough time with one another and we've kind of commit we've committed to the schedule where mm-hmm. we frequently see one another to where. We have to be in each other's presence. But there's something to having a dispute or having a disagreement with your partner where at some point you know you're going to be in the same room with that individual, that it makes you feel good that there is going to be light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? As opposed to 
the original pro- approach that we wanted to take or the idea that I thought would have worked where, no, you know, I'm just going to rock with somebody. We're going to be in love, but I have mine. She has hers. And then we, and we see each other and da, 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 da. But when you have that, it's like, you, you never know when this can end is and by this, I mean a disagreement or a mm-hmm. dispute. There is something to the having right. a commitment with all someone. in all the way in. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. Like you would basically have to murder someone or hurt a child for me to walk out. So whatever we go through, we're going through it. Right. We're going to talk right. about it. Even though that doesn't change how I feel about you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I got down on, on one knee and I gave you a, a trinket, right? At that point, I didn't love you any more than I did before I did yeah. it. And and I don't think anything about how I feel about you is going to change when we sign on the dotted line, right? That's just the legal binding aspect of it. And that part about marriage is antiquated and unnecessary. But I do have an argument for that. And I think it's necessary because if I die today, I want to make sure that everything goes to the right place. So mm-hmm. having that legal binding contract, it, it does make a difference regardless like, of, like of what you Like a season important factor. Like, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're passing on anything... You, you have to have those, you have to have paperwork. And not only that, but right. we all have kids in this room. And yeah. I think, you know, we, so Joshua and I have been married now for what, five weeks, four weeks, five weeks, something, not long. But I had the same thought of like, we don't need this, mm-hmm. but we want mm-hmm. it. We're choosing it. We're choosing it for us, but it also sends a message to our four children that this isn't right. a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We're here for the long run. Mm-hmm. And also that means we're here for you for the long run. Yeah. Like, and like to that point, like Isaac, you know, our son got to this point where he was elevating what he would call me, right? He was being pretty hilarious about it. Actually, really good. He was giving you some shit before the wedding. He was like, "You're not my real dad." Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And then like, but the day of, you know, we're getting ready and putting the suit on. I'm getting his suit and his tie. He's like, "So you're my dad forever now, right? Even if you're not going to be here anymore, you're my dad forever." He said, like, "Even if you're not married to my mom, yeah, you're my dad forever now." Like uh, this five-year-old understood like what this ceremony meant, and it wasn't paper. He doesn't understand what the paper is. Right, he has no clue. Right, but he knew that this was a ceremony, that this was a ritual, a commitment. That this was a commitment. Yeah, in front of all of these people, mm-hmm. you've committed to this thing, yeah. and to him, and that, and that and commitment him, yeah. allows for that vulnerability with each yeah. other with your family and then the accountability right. yeah. that's all a that's commitment what he really was doing is. that was the what are your intentions, <laughs> yeah, what are your intentions? Yeah. Yeah. to make he sure that i was going to be accountable for what i was going to do week and not yeah. a minute before it was day day and joshua for the last two years and that week they were like dad and he daddy now not really call me joshua or anything yeah. even he doesn't even like calling me day day anymore yeah. like he they corrects maddie when or maddie it's my mila yeah mila you know and then but what I was going to say, kids aside, I mean, that's a big part mm. to me with this monogamy conversation. Um, but also, I got a different sense when our uh, wedding certificate came back, when the license came back. And I was like, I'm so happy about this. Like, I've had, I don't know, I've had a sense of peace that I was not anticipating after the wedding. That I'm like, we're really married I'm really married and I've been married before legally but I've never been married like mm. I don't feel like I've ever been married before and I had some of that sense up into the wedding too like you know I'm not an 18 year old blushing bride but like I would be like like girlishly excited about marrying him not about like the flowers or the whatever not that kind of stuff but just like marrying this man like gave me a different sense than I've had before and then 
the after the fact, like we've uh, people have asked me like, "How's married life?" Like they do, right after you get married, and I'm like, "It's fucking great," and like <laughs> really nothing really has changed. Nothing has changed, but there's yeah. something about we did it, we committed. I know this is the last man I'm going to be with. I've never been able to say that confidently before. Like. I tell him all the time, like, I picture you with liver spots and, like, I wonder about your colonoscopy that we're going to do one day. And, like, there's weird shit I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to. Even hey, you're going to do? I mean, you know, if he lets me. This is a, okay. this is a separate episode. Right. That's a separate episode. How, you know what? How hard would it be to, you know, just... For her to give me a, a colonoscopy? Can't be that hard. Or not even that. I mean, just. Yeah, really difficult. And I don't want to explore <laughs> this idea because she's not trained. Hasn't let the right equipment. No. So many things. But I'm sure you can at least teach her how to do your prostate exams, right? Nope. We can YouTube it. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on, like, yeah. let's be real. If one guy could do it, another person exactly. could do it. What one man can do, another, another man can, can do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is Why our not? motto. You don't know this. <laughs> so there it is. Yeah. But I say all that to say, you know, I I can, it does feel different. And I'm not a little girl, and I've done this before, and I've mm -hmm. failed at it before. Mm -hmm. And this feels so different and so sweet. And, like, I feel really proud that we did it. I feel really proud of both of us. I feel, like, secure in a way that I've never even wanted to feel secure. Like, I didn't realize. Yeah, I, I, I never would identify as feeling insecure. It's not a feeling that comes to me much. Like, even with all my failures, I would never be like, I'm insecure about it. I'm like, oh, I, I had... It didn't go as I planned, you right. know, what the, it wasn't what I thought, mm -hmm. but I never felt insecure. But now that I feel this security, I'm like, whoa, this is like what I think marriage is supposed to be for me. Like, I feel like you're not going anywhere. You're here for me in all the ways. Like you have the balls to commit to me after with all my baggage and all your baggage. Like mm -hmm. monogamy means a lot to me, like way more than I think it did I, I, I wonder if it can only mean so much with the right person, I guess, is my point. So, you know? in your experience, regardless if it's by design or by society or a combination of the two, which I, th I think it's kind of safe to say it's a combination of the yeah. two. Yeah. To, 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 yeah. to a certain extent. Especially kids involved. Extent, yeah. They got it right, whoever they is, whether it be mm -hmm. the, the maker or us, yeah. right, as far as is what we deem in society. Yeah. They, they, they got it right. It's safe to say in terms of monogamy when we're talking about one spouse, right. right? But what about the other, which I think when people talk about monogamy today, they're thinking about sex. They're talking about sexual partners, right? right? Yeah. Having one sexual partner, yeah. not just one spouse. What's yeah. what, and, and again, I know that this is going to be completely yeah, totally subjective different. to every single relationship. Yeah. I would imagine, I would imagine more relationships are going to be geared towards one sexual partner that's me, the person that you're with, mm -hmm. nobody else. But there are going to be a handful of relationships out there and we see that that trend is growing where they're they going to be more up. open to the idea mm -hmm. of having multiple relationships What for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I'm of the belief I'm of the belief that it was more women surrendering to the idea of keeping an open relationship mm -hmm. in order to avoid being quote unquote cheated on. Because if you say yes, you can go out and do whatever you want to do with these you know about it. Of yeah. communication. Yeah. Then now you're kind of keeping the power in your hand and you're 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 protecting yeah. yourself from mm -hmm. heartbreak. I would imagine that that's probably like the more and more reason modern why. Modern and 
empowered somehow. Yeah, yeah I could see yeah. that. Right. Not for me, but I could see it. And, and if you ask me, I think some of that has to do with trickery on yeah. men's part. Yeah. <laughs> We've done a really good job the at making the tricking job. women yeah. into being, and again, I'm not saying tricking women because you all can't think for yourselves, but, oh, but I think, I think there, there is something sure. to yeah. be said about, you know, the slut walk and women in power is like, no dude is against you yeah. doing that. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's like and sex is sex, all, and it you know right. The more you all, the barrier, you all think you're being empowered and, and you're yeah. doing these things, but truthfully, guys are looking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be all that because we want that. Well, we want you to be more open, and, and because that means you're more open to us. We want you to. That's embrace kind of your femininity earlier, right? and like be the slut orgasms that kind of thing where like there's there is that men want you to be this like evolved sexual sexual goddess if we had it our way yeah all of you would fuck on the first night yeah right go wild like go wild. Come loudly. all of you wouldn't <laughs> give a things. shit yeah and then all of you would be empowered enough to where if you chose not to call us the next day you wouldn't call us the next day or at the very least your feelings wouldn't be hurt if we don't call you sure. back the next day we would Love that. Or you could be like me and tell you, don't call me. Don't text me. I yeah. need I'll space get back to process to what yeah. I've done. Listen, don't feel bad about it. It went great. Feedback. It was fine. Help but me. leave me alone for 24 hours. You have to call my buddies and be like, hey, man, uh, does the three-day rule apply here? Like, <laughs> I was like, I'll be in touch. <laughs> I was like, I'll be in touch, but also don't worry. This isn't a bad thing. I just want to be alone and process what I've just done because – you know, at the time, I didn't know if my vagina was going to be sealed shut or not. Mm-hmm. I was not sure. <laughs> I was like, I you were to told process. it could be. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get that. But but what is your idea on monogamy versus polygamy in terms of the sexual aspect? Taking away the idea of just right. one spouse, right? I so don't know. I think I think. Like anybody who's into a polyamorous situation definitely has, they have some reason that commitment is not for them. Like there's something to them that vulnerability is not a choice in their survival mode. Like their trauma, some, something has happened. Now, that's not to say that the person couldn't still be healthy and have that same function and drive and necessity. I, I bring, Aubrey Marcus is probably the most famous person that I can think of who's certainly gone through traumas he's been very vocal and outspoken about it but he practices polyamory now he's been with the same woman for many years but they both sleep with other people and they have this arrangement but it comes back to communication Mm -hmm. right they're both in such control of their own faculties and who they are that they can communicate with what that is and it makes for polyamory to be successful for their relationship Mm -hmm. It's not, I mean, it's from an evolutionary perspective, polyamory is really good. It's really good. It's genetic hybrids. You get that, that hybrid vigor. You get more people intermingling, like the species. Like, oh, no. there's a benefit to polyamory. But there's going to be some tension in the village. Yeah, there is. That's not good. Well, but I'm saying. If you had a village, you don't have villages anymore. True. Like, now we don't have villages. Now we have this. Hinge, Tinder, whatever dating app you're going to use, casts this huge net of people out there. So there is, the village is now the globe. Wherever you go, you can get onto a, a, a website, any town you go to, and you can meet somebody there. I think in order for a couple, and again, I'm spitballing because I'm not that couple, so 
I could be 100% wrong, but I would imagine that in order for you to be that couple that's comfortable with opening up your relationship to sexual encounters with someone outside of each other, you would almost have to take sex off of a pedestal, right? And and take it away from it being this sacred thing that you with all share person. together yeah. and just let it be this thing that it just... Sex is just sex. But it could or be, it could it's be sacred, sacred for human you. experience, too. Yeah, or it's like we could have sacred sex, but we understand, like, we like yeah. the idea of just physically being with someone else just, just or, for the or sex. Or even in a sacred way. Like, I think that's how some people practice it. Yeah. I just think yeah. the four of us don't if I'm picking right. up what we're putting for down. Sure. Right. Like, to me... Not my cup of tea. Say that me, again. I feel like maybe... I'm. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel uh-huh. like the four of us don't feel that way maybe and this is why our perspective is like this that is like, not sacred no that that i'm guess i'm guessing that like i know for me and you at least yeah. um if you were to that. if you were to have a wonderful experience with another woman while you're my man mm-hmm. that makes me feel like what we have is somehow less than what i think it would be if it was exclusively me correct it would cheapen it if you can have an amazing experience with me and with Cecily Bum Trinket, then, <laughs> then yes. like, what am I to you? I'm your, I'm your favorite wife. I'm your favorite partner. What is that like? To me, the exclusion is really important. But I also think this is highly individualized because I have friends who practice polyamory and they are so happy about it and they're comfortable and they, they don't seem like people with like closeted issues that are just pretending to acquiesce along, you know, like right, right, right. they're and, into and it. I don't it's beautiful. Want... I just, I know for me, it's like hard. No, hard. No, I could never sleep with another man and then come back to our bed. Hell no. It would be, it would be the end. Like there's no way I, I could do it with another man. I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll do that. <laughs> you you all didn't get so far that this is just Chris's I, you know, way of trying to get you all to open some things I up. Know, and we, an we, we swap oh, well that's different. Okay, that's <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's different. It took Joshua a second. He was like, What the fuck is happening? Kidding, kidding, so kidding, kidding. <laughs> no, but uh no, I, I for- No, you know what? Like I, I feel the way that you feel and I feel like where I am where we are right now, where I see us in the future, I wouldn't be okay with it. But there is something in me, and I don't know why that is, that I could understand how people do it and that maybe it wouldn't cheapen it. I think that maybe people could have this amazing connection, this sacred sex, and still be okay with periodically, in agreement, going out and having sex with other people just for the experience and being able to come back to each other and like logically, I got you. Logically, yes, that's where I'm at. Totally, it's but in real life for application me. for me, no. Nope. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, but I also, and this is what we kind of talked about a little bit in the last episode, where I, and I don't know if maybe that's this still this fear and possible insecurity inside me, where I would prefer that if you ever felt attracted to another woman in that way, that you would be able to come to me and us talk about that and explore mm-hmm. what the fuck that means, what that could look like, what you might want it to look like. Oh, yeah. Because we're human. And I feel like it's really naive to sit here, at least for me, and say, like, I'm never going to find another individual attractive. Sure. Now, what you do with that, completely separate issue. But I think we're human. 
And so I'm not come. I'm, I can't sit here and say it would be completely off the table. Fuck no, I would never want to explore that. Like I can't say that. But are you saying like the conversation is on the table or the act is on the table? I feel the conversation and then whatever that might look like. I don't know how we're gonna feel in twenty years. I don't know what we might want to explore together at that time. I can't sit here and say that I know for sure future me would be completely right now I'm not yeah. right now it's not an option yeah. but I don't know how I'm gonna feel later that's and fair. I think I'm open to that that's fair one of the agreements we made early on and like when we we you know we kind of knew early on like this is it this is it this is my person this is what I've been this is who I've been looking for like in some basically like vows that we made it was like I need you to agree that we are going to change. We are going to grow. Right. We can't count on each other being who we were in March of yeah. 2020. Mm-hmm. And I just need to know that you are committed to your own personal growth separate from me and then also us as a couple and right. that you will allow me to grow separate from you. So, yeah, right now it's a hard damn no for me. And I knowing myself, I'm going to guess it stays that way. But sure, if in 30 years that changes, we would have to talk about it. But that's that's like the vow of staying present yeah more than the vow of like opening opening right relationship up same and to me I would I just know myself if you ever came to me or if I came to you and said hey I noticed you you seem a little interested in so and so or whatever I think it would be like what do we need to do so that you're content Mm -hmm. at home so that you're you're not drawn elsewhere because well, I could first... be wrong about this, but that's what I feel like. Like you don't get pulled to another person. Unless you're unless... lacking. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a way that the, the person at home is lacking in any way, but like something not right at home. If yeah. someone else, cause like, think about it. No, remember when you were single, like all kinds of people could catch your attention cause you're single, you know, everyone's a, a prospect or candidate or mm-hmm. something in that space. You're but open like, to that. But now like, yeah. I don't really even notice men. Like if somebody yeah. hits on me or something, I'm like, huh? Like it's not on my radar because I'm happy. Constantly have to tell me if somebody's like hitting on me or some girl's being flirtatious with me. And I'm like. Literally constantly. I don't know about constantly. But you do. Anytime, anytime like something like goes down, you're just like, yeah, that girl wants to fuck you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do you, how do you know this? <laughs> Why don't I notice anymore? I just, it doesn't, it doesn't like trigger anything, you know. <laughs> I don't have I don't have that response. Or like, let's all get real, real for a second. Think of any time that you've stepped out physically or emotionally. Mm-hmm. How happy were you at home with your relationship? Not. Yeah, you weren't. You weren't stepping out because you were happy. You weren't stepping out because right. you were content I was, and when healthy I, at home. When I could see that I was noticing other people, that's I'm like, when you know, oh. there's either a problem yeah. at home or it's time to end the relationship. Right. And that's from so that's where I'm at. And when I think of monogamy versus like polyamory, I don't think like that you couldn't have another lover. I just know in my heart, me personally, not the world, like if I wanted to sleep with another man, that means our relationship is over. Yeah. I don't go back. I And I know this from experience. Like the, f- the few times I've had like an emotional affair or something like that, it's over. I never go back. It's, I've never like had an interest, stepped out a bit, uh-huh. and then went back to my man and been like, oh, I'm so glad I still have him. Like, no, it's over. For, well, for, for me, me well, I... I've never cheated, even like emotionally, but like I knew that, like I said, the minute that my attention, I was like, oh, like no, even noticing. Yeah. That's when I was like, that's oh, this you is know. fucking over. Because you're, I mean, I think that defines you, yeah. at least in that moment, as monogamous. Or that I wouldn't even care if that person did. Exactly. Exactly. You're I like, I kind of wish you would. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, make my Don't life you easier. want to? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. True. Well, I, I guess at the end of the day, it all goes down to communication, which is 
could be could be this solution to everything, right? Tends to but work. But not even communication vulnerability, because we can communicate and still just not be getting to the root of it because we're not being honest with each other, with ourselves. Well, I think at the end of the day, if, if we're talking about a relationship where someone wants to open up the relationship yeah. and go down to, you know, down the idea of getting rid of, quote unquote, the monogamous aspect of the mm-hmm. relationship. If one person wants to do it and the other person isn't on board, your relationship is about to yeah. go yeah, right. down a completely yeah. different avenue. And it's like, how, how do you recover from that? And I, would, and I would hate to be one of those people that are put in those situations where you love every aspect about that human being and you really, really want to be with that human being, yada, yada, yada. You just want to explore and go do something sexually yeah. with another human being, but the other, that other person isn't on board with that. I mean, that's got to be a really hard hard pill to swallow because where do you go from there? Yeah. Find the person that's going to let you live the life that you need to live. Yeah. Like that's the whole, but now you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater or you find a different way to scratch that itch. Like that's a, I think it would depend so much on specifics. Like I don't, I don't think we can broad stroke that one. Right. I agree. But I do have friends who I feel like I understand who do practice polyamory and I'm just like, I'm kind of impressed. It makes me feel a little bit like old fashioned because it's not for me. Like on no planet would I not be jealous or relive the moment every single day. Like there's just, it's not for me. If you ever touch another woman in front of me, I'm like, that's it. I'm not for me. And, and, and you know, it kind of, it kind of makes me question like when I went to hear something about, okay, well these people can open it up and they can view sex and they can, you know, do it this way. It makes me question is this just my insecurity? Because I 100% know (laughs) that I could get my dick hard and I could fuck a woman and it it means nothing to me. It's just a performance to me. I could just do it, just do it. I could laugh. I could not come. I could do whatever I need to do Mm -hmm. just to to get this act out if that was something that I wanted wanted to do. Do you feel like that now though? Like if Christina was like, hey, I want you to sleep with my friend, would you be like, okay, I can, no problem. Okay, so... (laughs) No, no, no. So, 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 so. There's, there's two ways that I can answer that question, right? If that's what she really wanted me to do, then yes, I can do it because I can flick that, I could hit that button, yeah. and I can make that happen. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. See, this but, is foreign to me. I could not. I couldn't do it. But, but see, I, I, I and, and she'll even tell if you, she wanted me to do it, I'd be like, mm, no, this dick is not going to work for that. I can compartmentalize and, and yeah. you and I, and we've if had these conversations yeah. and, and this is just my life in general. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, we had a deep conversation the other day about, I get so lost in what I am because I am so many different things. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be nothing for me to be a sex machine. Like if that moment, was another, if I'm that was another hat that I had to wear. I so if she asked of me to do that, it would not be something that I would get pleasure out of because there's something that I want to do. Do it for her. But if she asked me to do it, then mm-hmm. I can just go, okay, I guess I'm just a yeah. dick in a body right now. Just so a I can machine. I can I can get it up, I, I can perform, I can keep yeah. it moving, and then that's that. But but 
is that something that would give me fulfillment and it would make me feel good at night at the end of the day? No, it, it, it wouldn't. Yeah. Because then I will go to bed that night questioning what's going on with her. Yeah, what does she And, want and so you? then that's when, I, this is kind of what I was tapping into, then I would start to question, well, is this me being insecure? Is this my insecurities? Mm-hmm. Am I an insecure man because I feel like that I would be highly uncomfortable with us having sex with other partners and then her coming back in the house looking like she had a good time, like how, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, but then I started thinking, well, does that really make me insecure? If, if I would be uncomfortable with my partner having yeah, a no. good time no, I think that's with like, yeah. like I think the, that that's a normal thing. Like your mind, exactly. like, because as you're saying that, I was like, if that's it, then I'm insecure. <laughs> I don't want you to fuck. I don't even think it's that. I'm very insecure yeah. about right. that. But, but at the same time, I'm like, it doesn't make me insecure. Like I realize yeah. there are hot women who you could fuck if you want. It doesn't make me insecure. It's just like you're mine. Yeah, that's the security is like, to say that that you're mine. Like that's it. Yeah, I'm honestly I'm I'm some kind of impressed about people who pull it off because to not get your feelings hurt in that process and then not question your security. Mm-hmm. And like we're talking about like you know, kind of high level emotions and energy and like the, almost a spiritual exchange of this, but like, like we're we're not even touching on like physical insecurities, like mm-hmm. especially for women. I don't know if it's the same for men, but like so many different kinds of bodies and body parts and shapes. And if you've had kids or not and whatever, mm-hmm. like there's there's no planet that I want to live on where like you're fucking other women and I'm just like cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> we're evolved. I love that you're fulfilling yourself. <laughs> like fuck uh-huh. no, like. Mm-hmm. But that that's just like how I know like I'm I'm very comfortable being like yes I'm a monogamous person like I know this about myself I'm not I'm not confused or curious but I am it, it's interesting to me that other people do it in a way that is it works yeah like yeah. it seems to work if it, and if it works for them bless them yeah you know? I have a couple of friends who are like in love they've been together a while they're looking to make it serious. You want marriage and kids and the whole thing. And they're telling me the other day, like, yeah, and we're talking about, like, we want to kind of, like, open it up. We've never done that before, but we want to try it. And I'm like, wow, that's so impressive to me. I would be like, that would rip me apart if you came to me and you're like, I love you so much. I want to marry you and have your babies. And what do you think about like, this? I got this what? couple that uh, like, you they were eyeing you. Yeah, I'd be like, what the hell? Interesting. I think one of the things that I fear is that this whole push for – monogamy monogamy being quote unquote an antiquated idea i feel like that it's gonna it could go down this road where we have this younger generation where they are finding themselves being in more of a polyamorous relationship or you know relationship where things are more open simply because they're trying to keep up with the joneses and and just completely Mm -hmm. ignoring how they really feel inside Mm -hmm. and so one of the reasons why I wanted to have this discussion is to kind of just, I anyone is listening, just kind of let them know that however you feel about it, it's okay yeah, to yeah. feel that way. Right. And it doesn't make you an insecure person if you right. prefer to have exclusivity in your relationship mm-hmm. and you don't want your partner to be with anyone else. Yeah, it's just a choice. And then you mm-hmm. don't want to be with anyone else. Yeah. Just like it's okay if you prefer to live a life where you're open and you're able to explore your relationship sexually and it not be an issue and your partner is able to do the same thing and it not be an issue it's just just to give people the the understanding that there is a spectrum to all of this Mm -hmm. 
And there's beauty in all of it when you can find someone that's riding the same wave as you and you all can both share that same experience, whether it is exclusivity or not. But just don't feel like you have to be pigeonholed into what society is trying to push. And it seems like now it's trying to push this idea where people should just be okay with being open. And if you're not okay with that, then there's something wrong with you and yeah. you're insecure. No, it's, it's, I like that you say that because there have been times where you've never made me feel this way, but I would say society, if I can just say they, mm-hmm. I have felt like, am I so like unevolved that I don't want to have <laughs> multiple partners with the person I love most? Like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't. It's not, it's not because of anything good or bad. I just, I just don't. It's a and that's okay. Body yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there, but there is an interesting thing where I kind of admire the people who do it. And that implies that there's something wrong with me in the fact that I'm like, wow, you can do that. But it's important for, I mean, we don't, it doesn't come up for us. It's not actually important. But it, if you're like in that place of like, am I, is there a problem with me? It's important to remember, no, there's nothing wrong with you. You just have right. a preference. Because there's yeah. something dope about watching two people being able to have their cake and eat it too. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So you're you're able to have all of this with this one human being that you find everything else in, mm-hmm. but then you're able to explore yourself in this whole different way that doesn't tear down what you have inside yeah, your that's, home. Yeah. And that's and that's that's you know it's 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 phenomenal. It's it, to me it's amazing to see. It's almost just as amazing as watching someone s- stand on stage and perform in front of a million people, right? Because it's something that I'm not able to do. So because yeah. I'm able yeah, to I see this person do this and perform this fascinating. Act, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. It, it, it's, it's interesting. It's fascinating. It's yeah, fascinating. Right. I like especially that especially considering that it is uh, it's rolling the dice with something that is as sacred out of my eyes Mm -hmm. as sex is, especially when it's performed with someone that not only do I have sex with, but I make love to. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's uh, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. So did we hear anything? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) I think so. Are you all tired? This is the most polyamory conversation I think I've ever been a part of ever. Polyamory is not something that comes up typically. This is uh, it's fascinating to me. All I literally told you about all our invitations. Oh really? Just kidding. Oh boy. Oh wow. You're like kidding? No, 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 yeah, she's not kidding. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I feel note. like we would be invited. Sure. To the party. Yeah. We would decline respectfully. We're very charming. Thanks, babe. <laughs> charming. All right, all right. Well, if you've made it this far. We really appreciate you listening because I think all this combined is definitely over two hours, but we're, we're pushing two and a half hours, but it's been fun. It has it's been, been fun. fun. So if you made it this far, I thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Feelings First Facts Later podcast. I'm not going to say where we saying shit, but we ain't saying shit. No, we said, we, 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 said we said some shit today. Yeah, said like a lot of shit, shit. today. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for having us. Such a fun time and an honor to be your guest hopefully not the last first your guest. first Definitely yeah our guest. first yeah don't yes don't, don't and it won't be the last time for sure no 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 first I'll, I'll, guess on feelings first yeah there it is there it is our feelings long time with you guys there mm-hmm. it is true as always i go by the name nathan mitchell and in this episode i not only did this with the wonderful christina <laughs> but i did it with 
our good friends, Joshua and Shay. Yay! We did it together. Yes. We were polyamorous. We had to force them on the pod today. There it is. Now we're going to pull our pants down. And, uh, Love that for us. <laughs> Go to butt stuff Get jealous, first. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for listening. Peace. Bye-bye, bye